just some quick Idaho facts, just to touch on the state itself really quick. Um, so Idaho well, was... Let me just stop recording then. The what? Hey guys, welcome uh, to Wait, the... do it again. Pretty lame. Jesus <laughs> do it again. Christ. Thomas talking in the middle of it. <laughs> Complete dickhead. Oh. Two, three. Welcome to Dylan Joe Basin Podcast. I'm Dylan, and I want you all to think about something real quick. Everyone here, and some of our listeners who have been perpetual, and our first listeners. Just think real quick while you're in the car. When's the last time you saw a really, really tall person? When? Just think about it. I mean, it's been at least a year for me. So anyways, I'm Dylan. I'm one of the hosts. Uh, I'd like to reintroduce you guys to definitely our hottest guest, Andrew. Uh, Right now, going by Handy Andy. Uh, He's expressed interest to his own company called Andrew. Andrew and Handy Andy Services. Andrew, say hi to everyone. Then Joe and Dom will will chip on in. Hottest guest, Andrew. So hot. <laughs> Andrew, you've been on this podcast before. What has been your experience with... Um, do people ask you for your autograph a lot? Or are you inundated with questions about cryptocurrency since you've been on? Or what's it been like for you? Yeah, it's been hard going out in public ever since our debut episode talking about uh, nuclear energy. And mm. then uh, we talked about Bitcoin later. And I really haven't been able to get out of the house without being swarmed. We wow. hear this all the time. Wow. Yeah, that happens to all- I mean, it doesn't happen to us, but for some reason, all our guests, it happens to. I don't know what that says about <laughs> us. We're kingmakers in, in some way. Uh, anyways, I'm Joe. I'm, I'm the other host of the podcast, the Dylan Joe Base Podcast. Good to see everybody again, and it's great to have on um, our good pal, Andrew, back in the pod. He's one of the OGs. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's our first guest ever. Is that right? I knew that. Yeah. Is that true? Uh, first, I believe he's first the first guest the box, we've ever had on the podcast. He's coming back. That was about episode six. This is the first episode he's on, and now we're at episode 77, I think, and he's and he's coming back again. It's been too long. I'm, I'm honored to be here, gentlemen. Appreciate the opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's how you know he hasn't listened to the podcast since he left, because he would not be honored at all. Uh, Dom. Uh, I haven't introduced I'm just trying myself to yet. Push Thank you, you very much, there, Joe. Um, I am Dominic, right. former <laughs> hottest guest, and I am honored that he Andrew has been it. given the given the title yes. now that I'm per- more of a permanent part of this. I think he deserves it, and uh, I can't wait to see more of our hottest guests throughout tonight. Um, but tonight, we are talking about Idaho. But uh, excuse my notes here. Um, but not just Idaho, specifically um, the Bunker Hill Mining Company and uh, the riots that happened on that fateful night when they just wouldn't get paid what they wanted to, and they it's took. Well said. I mean, it was a 
significant event in the history of labor relations in the United States, and that's what we're going to talk about today, in addition to a bunch of other bullshit. Dylan, if you read an AI-generated script this entire time, I will <laughs> jump through the computer and get you. You know what? It's uh, No one said I am or I am not. We have some folks We'll be able to tell right away are, if it sounds not Starlink. like Dylan at all. We know how you talk, you son of a bitch. It sound, we have, we have Starlink today. We have some AI things today. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Um, Andrew is bitch. reaching us thanks to the good graces of our Lord and Savior Elon Musk uh, and his satellite internet program, which I did not I know. I will say I'm not like an Elon Musk like dick sucker, but this internet is pretty good. I was coming from HughesNet, which is like literally 100 kilobytes per second to some <laughs> what as soon as you say kilobytes it's like all right i all swear right. to god like my dial-up was better than what i was getting now that was holy crap ago. so you're probably on your phone no wonder you had cable you're like i can't watch anything oh, i have to use yeah I, i'm one of the few humans left in the united states that actually has cable and that's just because we had under the age of 50 that's a good qualifier yeah, fair fair Mm. Yeah, that, that's a that's a big qualifier. Nice. And as a great man once said, uh, quantity is a quality on its, on all its own. And me butchering that is really good indicator for the podcast. So yeah, we're talking about the Bunker Hill Mining Company, which you know for all our listeners uh, is not Bunker Hill, Massachusetts. Dom did say it's in Idaho, and it actually. I don't think that Dom picked this subject for this reason, but it is very poignant at this time. Currently, France is in a state of major disarray for uprisings because of this very kind of issue. As well as the U.S. economy is killing it so good. Everyone's buying houses. Everyone's money's going up, up, up. Gas prices are going down. And it's it's basically the golden age again here in America now that um, Joe Biden has been killed. Uh, but but in the future, this might not be so timely. <laughs> no, of course. It's, it's a union issue. It's a crazy time. And it works out perfectly. I took the story on because I heard the ending of it. And I was like, I'm more than happy to talk about this stuff. But I... Believe you me, good listeners of the DJBP, it's a more than a little bit of a mining union issue. It gets a little bit wild up in there in the year 1890-whatever. Uh, oh, yes. And th this is not something that no, takes no one was a couple tweeting days about it at the time. This is, it, was a big, it was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I can't name a single thing more famous. Well, potatoes. The first thing everyone thinks of. Problem. Potatoes, yeah. Yeah. Potatoes. Oh, honestly, you, you, you to watch yourself around Andrew because he has he has roots there, and not just potatoes, they're also uh, skiing and other such things. Andrew, why don't Andrew, you any relation to the uh, the 1899 Bunker Hill Mining Company riots? I mean, any of your bros and and yeah. Fuck shit I, I up back there. Kind of relation to the specific like uh, Coeur d'Alene area, which is where this took place, but. I do have some friends that live there, but uh, no, I have been in and out of Idaho my whole life, Sun Valley, uh, Ketchum area, which is pretty much known for their skiing. Uh, there's actually a really interesting catch story all. about how Sun Valley, Ketchum came to be, but maybe that'll be the topic of a future discussion. I think it sounds it great. I doubt it. It does have to do with the railroads. So uh, but anyway... I won't. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't want to divulge too much. But can yeah, you give us like a uh, good, good old minute and a half uh, summary yeah, of how it came yeah, to be? I think we're yeah, on the topic. Yeah, what's, what's Idaho about? Let's let it know? rip, dude. Yeah. So Ketchum Maybe. slash Sun Valley, they're right next to each other. Uh, it, it basically was founded because um, Union Pacific Railroad was trying to attract people to come live in that area, and so they basically created this. Uh, resort town where they would pay 
for famous celebrities to come and live there and then promote the area. And so even today, there's some more famous people like Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Bruce Willis. There's a handful of others that frequent that area. But basically, they would they would pay these celebrities to come. Yeah, Clint Clint Eastwood. Exactly right. And also a famous poet. The name is slipping my mind at the moment, but he actually killed himself at the resort in Sun Valley. Well, Ernest he wasn't Hemingway. a poet. He was a writer. Oh, Ernest Hemingway yeah. killed himself yeah. there? Yeah, Ernest, it was Ernest yeah. Hemingway. Yeah, Is yeah. he the one Ernest who put Hemingway his... Killed... Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he shot himself because he was he was a gun guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and that yeah. was the same hotel that Andrew's dad used to work at. Yes, my dad, was a, my dad was a maid back in the 80s at nice. this famous hotel. So, anyway, I've been in and out of that area, but never to Coeur d'Alene. However, I do have a couple friends that live there, so... That is such a funny – I mean, we didn't even pick this – knowing Andrew's going to be on this week. Dom picks a mining company story from Idaho, and meanwhile, Andrew's like, yeah, my dad worked at a hotel there. Ernest Hemingway blew his brains out. <laughs> like, Holy shit. That's great. I could have picked a better topic for that. And he knows about uh, Sun Valley. He knows about all this shit. It just works out that we didn't pick this from Andrew. The first uh, ski lift in the United States it was in Ketchum, Idaho. Yeah. Damn, no because it's known for lazy rich people. Goddamn lazy rich. Pretty much, that, yeah. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. Back in the day, skiing used to be about wanting it more. After you're done, you take your skis off and you walk up for three hours and go one time down. That's right. If you guys, skiing would this... never caught on if it wasn't for servants pulling you up. Am I right? No one would do skiing all day if you had to walk every time. You'd be too tired. Dude, I barely even want to do it now, and I have a chairlift. It's uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. A lot of work. I hear you. Nice. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Mary way, just remember when the sun sets, the sun also rises. It was a badass dude who has his um, his roots in the wars and, and in Idaho, apparently. So, um, and in Key West, famously, and in Key West, they do yeah, a yearly Ernest Hemway lookalike contest. I found out yes. from watching Channel Five on YouTube. You know, uh, all gas, no brakes. That dude he went down there. And yep. these guys, they have like 30 to 50 guys that look just like Ernest Hemingway. I'm talking about Hawaiian shirts, big gray beards, fat alcoholics that are all trying to be like this man who was a great writer and an American legend. And they're like, I'm pretty much the same as him because I drink margaritas and I live in Key West. Like, yeah, you're the, you're the same as him, yeah. You're basically there's a lot of like under-the-table hand jobs in Key West. At bars. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I have a friend you who are does Ernest Hemingway. a hand job from a dude. Yeah, it's a big hand job town, Key West, from what yeah. I understand. Okay, Dylan, you, just we say understand that you're your own friend. Just you accept that you received it when you were in Key West. <laughs> and, 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 and by under the table hand jobs, right? you mean you were jerking you're off on bar. Friends. You <laughs> just say it. Yeah, you know. I, well, I know Dom's the lady. He laughed like 10 seconds after I said that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't know how the fudge is packed, as it were. Yeah. You're developmentally the whole so time. So, did anyone did anyone think about my tallest guy thing? Because I thought about that today. Anyone? I, I mine's actually only a month ago. Like a really fucking tall person. Like you never know. Yeah, he was really like six guy. foot seven, six foot eight. Like he, he was tall. Like the yeah. guy, you know, you know, Sean. He's been on the podcast many times. He's the the quote unquote tall guy at work. This guy was like looking down at him, and he got super self conscious about it. It was so funny hearing him like he and he'll never listen to this. He listens to the pod, but it was funny hearing him be like self conscious, be like he's not that tall. I'm like. Hey, man, welcome to my world, bitch. Like, you're a foot taller than me. Hey, fuck all of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, so for those, yeah. For those who don't know, I'm literally five foot four. So, uh, 
for me, everyone's a very. But tall you carry player. it well, though. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is in the five foot range, every inch matters. Like I'm five eight. It does. Andrew's four inches shorter than me, but if I was six feet and you're and you were six four, no one would even fucking know. No, like, it's not like you're like, oh no, I'm six tall. four and not no, six yeah. three and a half. There's a, there's a Under there, you get every centimeter you can count. You know? Yeah, there's exactly. a cutoff, and I think it's like five eight maybe. <clears throat> Uh, I, don't I don't know. Think so. and according to uh, dating I, sites, it's six feet is the cutoff. If you're five eleven and three quarters, you're short. You're a midget. Yeah, if you're if you're five eight and work at McDonald's, no one's fucking banging you. But if you're six I, feet and work yeah. at McDonald's, you're getting laid. You're getting laid by the manager. Like business, I did have like a business idea that you like you, you like sell a ruler that uh, it's like this long, you know, like twelve inches long, but it says it's. Wait a minute. Do you think that's what twelve inches is? What you just did? Well, so like you sell it, it's. I mean, here. It's, it's, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah. The, That's why my dick is like, two and a half feet long. Yeah, this is a ruler, right? Make, it, it says it's twenty-four inches long, but in reality, of course, it's not. But it's like the man ruler, and you sell it, and it like <laughs> says that like three inches is six. You know. I like it. I like it. What are we doing? Parties and shit. Like, that's my uh, truck nuts idea right there. That's a great idea, actually. And also, it's just cool for hanging out with the fellows. Just, you know, you whip your dicks out, get a little bit hard, and then just measure it up. Well, that's what we do in the cabin. My dick's three feet long. I would never guess it. Yeah, we all, it's in addition to Ookie Cookie Cookie, we all just take our dicks out. Yeah, all the fun games you play. Guess who's in my mouth? Yeah, the normal stuff. The normal stuff. Ookie Cookie. <laughs> you play blind fond alert when you turn all the lights off and you you put hands first and you try to guess What's who it is. What's the closet game where you go into the closet seven uh, minutes dark in with another dude and yeah, you guys kiss each other? Dylan, uh, Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, seven minutes in hell. The mask on. Sorry, yes, seven minutes in heaven. Yeah, it'll be really fun. If anyone wants to come to the Dylan Joe Basin podcast, Dylan puts the Santa mask back on, walks around naked. (laughs) If anybody wants, we're we're trying to plan. (laughs) Yeah, we should get that clean. We're trying. Any listeners out there who want, we're trying to plan the the fall (laughs) cabin getaway. This is what it is. So this is basically what it is. Send us an email, DylanJoeBasement dot gmail. Uh, You can bring your own ideas, like you know, seven minutes in heaven with Dylan or whatever. Yeah, whatever you want. We'll spin. We'll spin a wheel. It'll be a wheel episode. We'll spin the wheel. Whatever it lands game. on, we'll do that game. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew's ruler game is really fun. Um, if you're six inches, you look like you're twelve. It's fucking sick. You take pictures, send them to your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. And uh, yeah, whatever you're cool. into. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Both. Yeah. That, that Theo Vaughn <laughs> game where you like hold each other's dicks until someone gets hard, and then whoever gets hard first loses. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah play it's that. a good game. Yeah, or or you can that's, play. That's funny the, you call it the Theo Vaughn game because when you introduced it to me, you said my grandfather's greatest pastime. It's interesting now you're being recorded. You changed the name of it, but you know it's whatever. Every family's different, I guess. I'm yeah. not gonna, or the I'm other game where you where you take that. where you both have a boner and then you dock them together and someone pulls over the skin over the other one, so you're now. One. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's a fun, fun game. One. That's we a really cool one. game. Yeah, yeah, you become Just one. like wraps it over it so they turn into one big big uh line yeah people all think it's all you know cute and uh impactful to become blood brothers or whatever you mix your bloods together but really how you become yeah. closer is to have your dicks form up together and you become one person with uh <laughs> multiple holes and zero you only have one dick because you become one dick together hey uh, yeah. i'm gonna take this moment while cum is off and i'm gonna take a piss
hits real quick, but then I'll be good. All right, all right yeah, it's our, our first, commercial, first break. commercial break. Let's do it. <laughs> we yeah. didn't talk about biting <laughs> at all. It's a working man I am. Now this is pod racing. For any length of time, I can hold All right, guys, welcome back from our uh, first bathroom break. Uh, I'm Dylan. That's Leroy Jenkins, Andrew, and uh, Andrew. and Dom. So we're talking right, so about the we 18. 18- get start. Dom's frozen. This is great. We waited the whole time. It's okay. We'll survive without him. Yeah, um, let's start cranking through this this uh, whole Bunker Hill Mining Company thing because it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you mean you mean the violent confrontation between union miners and company guards at Bunker Hill and Sullivan Mining Company? Yes, I do mean that. But I thought I'd start a little bit earlier than that, since that is the you know the initial thing. I'll just run through this really fast. So this mining company is started um, back in 1887, and wow. it's still obviously it's after the Civil War, but it's still in that growth period of um, American economy. Andrew already talked about the fact that Union Pacific is that the right word? They yes. developed the town just to get more people out there and kind of develop the area because it's one thing if you can buy the land, but if no one's out there to slave over your you know, industry, then you're really just a rich guy in the middle of nowhere. So you got to get people to move out there. And part of that was not only Union Pacific doing that, but the Bunker Hill Mining Company was building family-sized homes. At the time, it was probably the size of like a shoebox, but it was family homes to, in order to attract men to come out there and start working for the mining company, which it worked. And... These guys started the mining company there, and they immediately got into capitalism as hard as you can, which is pay them the least amount you can, don't take mm. care of their families, and make it so it's hard for them to ever leave the company, and hard for them to leave the town even. They and hard for them to like, unionize. That's the most important thing. I don't know if you said that yet. Yes. That's oh, you know, I haven't said it yet, but that's a great, great, that's a great point, Dylan, because if anything, it makes you make <clears throat> impossible to unionize if you can't, and later on, that will come into effect, but... Into getting into that, they started, you know, mining for that's what I found it was uh, nickel and zinc and silver, which was this mine was about. I don't know if you guys found that or not. And some lead be... as well as what? A, yeah. Lead as well. Okay, yeah. So like you know, the metals uh, are not looking for gems or uh, fossil fuels, which at the time wouldn't be worth as much as they were. Be they now. were mining for industrial metals. Is industrial metals. The vibe I was getting. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So, yeah, so obviously they treated them all very well, and it was very uh, dignified work, and it was very safe, until uh, a labor unrest comes up, which is, you know, at this point in American history, labor unionizing is still treated as, like, it's an awful thing. It's to be stopped at all costs. I mean, the people who control the entire country financially, back when monopolies were still legal (laughs) and encouraged... And it was a big thing to say, we should never have unions because unions will ruin this country. Like, people should just work for people. And it, the market will work itself out. We don't want to make a dangerous living situation for our workers because if they die, we don't have many workers. And we don't want to pay them too little because if we don't pay them enough, they'll just leave and find another job. So we're going to be as fair and balanced as we can in this economy and just, just keep your hands off us. We'll just do it ourselves. Capitalism in, in effect. But as we'll know from this story... That ain't actually how it works. You can really fuck people over pretty hard. And if anything, you make it so they can't leave. And then 
you know, that's just the way it works there. Andrew, are you guys in union? Absolutely not. No, I have. <laughs> oh, absolutely <laughs> not. No, so the Midwest is still going strong with this mentality. Know, Am I an American? Uh, of course, I'm not in the union. I work in the Midwest in industrial manufacturing, and I'll be honest, uh, I'm pretty anti-union. To be honest, you know, I'm. Oh, somebody drank the Kool-Aid. Let's hear all about Sorry. it. Like it, uh, I'm not. Don't apologize that. to me. Let's talk about I, it. I, I would be like, in this uh, analogy, I'd be not a supervisor, but more like slightly more middle management yeah well like i would be more the guy who sucks the boss's dick is that fair to say sure let's go with that joe thanks uh (laughs) there are very big pros to union of course but uh i'm i'm not an operator so i'm less inclined to be super pro union if i was an operator i would definitely be pro union i think but i'm the person who has to kind of be middle between an operator and the corporation. So like, you're in maybe are, the toughest spot as far as that goes. Yeah. If you're stuck in between those in, two. To be honest, like I'm pro workers rights. Absolutely. But there is a fine line where like unions kind of overstep and then it makes things super difficult in, and inefficient to operate. So like, I, I anyway, uh, I do no, have good. a little bit of a unique perspective because I do work in like, modern manufacturing and yeah no i want to hear about this i don't think we should skip by it i want to hear more about it yeah Yeah. so like i purposefully look for places to work that are non-union because of what i do it makes it way easier to operate and i'm not necessarily in the pocket of course of any particular corporation um and i am extraordinarily sensitive to the rights of the people that i i I mean i work hand in hand with operators every day so i i want to make sure they're safe and i want to make sure they're earning like top dollar but also there are some drawbacks like in terms of inefficiencies like where union leaders will try to kind of slow things down and it's like not really optimal for either side so yeah, I'm pretty neutral, I guess, in terms of where I work. But, like, there are situations where it's, like, not really ideal. But back in these days... Can you give us an example of one so that I don't just group you in? Obviously, I know you and I love you, so I'm not going to group you in any category. But it seems like you've climbed the ladder enough to where you're started being against unions. If you climb a little bit further, you'll be completely against them. And if you get even sure. further than that, you'll think that they should be illegal. So it seems like yeah, you've signed so, up enough that now, now you know, they're like they're kind of more of a hindrance to the efficiency than they are not. So can you give us like a, a real world example where you could say this is why I, I respect unions, but this is where it, it actually ends up being worse off? Yeah, absolutely. So like, like a pretty good example would be like um, they they try to draw like really strict lines. Uh, at least in my experience, like I'm not very experienced with unions because I particularly try to avoid them because of what i've heard but basically like they'll try to draw like very strict lines of where what certain job titles can do and what certain job titles can't do and so like for example yeah try and protect people's like job job descriptions whatever be like he he doesn't have to do that it's not his job description yeah exactly oh that's not your job description so like where i work right now we're like kind of doing like a new plant startup so like a lot of people have to wear a lot of hats because we're like starting things up and like eventually when we're like full capacity, we'll have a lot of people that do a lot of different things. But right now it's fewer people doing a lot of different things over many different job descriptions. And so if, if much like any startup, 
not just an industrial startup, but like any startup, yes. it's like you can't have the full workforce there because how people are be twiddling their thumbs and how people are going to be busting their ass. You have to grow it out, right? Exactly. Like there's kind of like a growth period. So we're in our growth period at the facility that I work at. And so like if we were union, there would be like a guy that would be sitting there basically saying like, well, this guy is only supposed to be an electrician. And the second he starts turning a wrench on a pipe, he's now a pipe fitter and he's not a pipe fitter. He's a, he's an electrician. So he's not allowed to turn a pipe wrench. So it makes things kind of complicated and it makes you have to bring in a lot of different trades for a lot of different things where we might have people who are more than qualified to do a particular job, but like because of the union rules, like they basically prohibit you from doing certain things, even though you might be perfectly qualified. So it just really slows things down in certain cases. Now, there are other cases, like let's think of the flip side. So like maybe there's a situation where you have a person of a particular job title and they're doing a job and they raise a safety concern and maybe there's a situation where the supervisor is like well you know i hear your concern but i don't think it's warranted so i just need you to keep doing what you're doing and in that situation without a union they basically have no recourse and especially where i work which is like basically a uh, at will employment state like we can theoretically like get rid of someone for no reason at all we don't we don't where i work we don't do that because labor is tight and we're trying to attract and build up the labor force as much as yeah you want to get some kind of sustainable labor force that you don't have to to be no one wants the 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 revolving door in in a in a industrial that you you want it to be it's not like a a restaurant you want people to be used to it and be reliable and have it moving so it makes sense that you'd want to yeah, like if I have my choice, like I want I want a multitude of people that have a multitude of skills so that we can attack problems without a lot of like red tape, for example. But right. unions tend to silo people a little bit, in my experience at least. And mm-hmm. um, the silos may be good when there's problems that are like really faceted, but when there's problems that are like multifaceted, it just makes it really hard to like get things done. So yeah, like a healthcare nice. union would make a lot more sense in this example, just because those problems are faceted. You're a nurse, you're a doctor, you're a surgeon, you're a this, this is actually your job. Specialty. If you're in the nurse, you should not be cleaning the toilets. Mm-hmm. Whereas in engineering, when you're on the work floor, you have to have a little bit, we have to wear a couple different hats. You can't yeah. just throw a nurse's scalpel and be like, all right, we're a little late. Just you know, get it started. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I'm also, uh, to, to kind of add on to your thing and summarize things a little bit, cause we also, we're kind of talking libertarian and conservatism a little bit, obviously the libertarian, libertarian side. and conservatism. Yes. Like okay. liberals and no, a libertarian. I wouldn't consider libertarian liberalism. is very conservative. Libertarian is conservative. It's like zero government, zero market. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm um, just stupid. no restrictions So what's the, all right, let's just say liberal side liberal, of things versus yeah, the conservative side of things. Conservatism. I uh, just learned that word today, so that says a lot. Um, so, um, no, there's um, there's a, a, a guy named uh, something, Naseeb something or whatever, and this is not my words, but in his... Naseem Taleb? Uh, that yes, name? that's exactly who it is. So yeah. um, he says, uh, this is kind of, you know, talking about unions, and it's it's really talking about government as a whole, but... With his family, he's a communist. With his close friends, he's a socialist. 
in the state, he's a Democrat. In higher levels, he's a Republican. And in the federal uh, side of things, he's a libertarian. And yeah, so he wants no federal government. Well, bigger groups, he wants more conservatism. Smaller, bigger... smaller groups, he wants, like him and his family, he's yeah. a communist. Yeah. He thinks everyone should share. Everyone should be – because no, communism – he that. says communism comes from the heart and yep. uh, capitalism comes from the head. It's hard to argue with that. I actually agree with that. I think yeah, that's I, yeah, I'd say that. that's, that's, yeah. that's a pretty good uh, I think response. That's pretty astute. Yeah, it is pretty, astute, but unfortunately, you can't pick all forms of government for each individual sector of your life. You kind of have to pick a larger scope, and that actually brings in what Andrew just said about unions, which is that it's you can see both sides of why it it's difficult. On one hand, if you go all one way and you go no unions at all, you wouldn't have any problem setting that shop up. You go here's my five guys. You're gonna turn a wrench. You're gonna light a fucking furnace you're gonna do electrical wiring whatever you gotta do you're my guys that's it but that turns into if you go the other way of it being you're gonna do whatever the fuck you, i tell you to do all the time and work as much as i want you to and that's just you're, you're gonna get fired and also i can pay you what i want you to and what are you gonna do fight me i'm rich and you have nothing so fuck you so it, it, it gets it both and sides that's of exactly it what happened that's why it's a debatable topic if it was so yeah. clear-cut we wouldn't even be talking about it that's just what yeah. it is and that's what happened with our folks here in Idaho is that it eventually turned Nicely into 10 hour done. work, that's why he's a 10 hour host. work days, seven days a week. That is too much work in my opinion. Because you had someone with a little too much of a heavy hand who no one had no days off and they got paid. Um, I think it said $2 below the minimum. Yeah, yes. So the, yeah. the minimum for minors at the time was $5. So it's less than that. But then they were paying them 350 and they were working every single day. And 10-hour days. I don't think they had a lot of PTO at the time either. I'd say the PTO is probably zero. Yeah. That's tough. And keep so in mind, that, mining, that mining lead is not uh, not a thing you want to do without a mask. So, or And you can scale that up, Andrew. You could say it's pretty inefficient for them to not be working two days a week. I mean, you could be having a lot more production value and a lot more profits made if they were being so inefficient and staying home with their families like a couple of assholes. Just get in the fucking mine and get to work. Yeah, I mean, everything you just said is super true. Like, my main job is I work in an industrial environment. I buy equipment, put it on the floor. We hire people to run the equipment. And clearly, like, math tells you the more hours you run the equipment, the better return on investment that you get. But, sure. of course, you also have to weigh out your human capital. Like, if you uh, only have access human to Human capital. People, Good guy. Yeah, sorry, that's a term that we throw around. But like, no, no, I want to. Yeah, let's go, go for it. If you have a piece of equipment that, like, you need five people to run at any given time, you know, these days you would have five people on, say, like, three to four shifts if you want to run. Like, so if yeah, you want to run just yeah. through the week, if you want to just run through the week, it's just three shifts. If you want to run through the weekend, then maybe it's like four or five shifts. But you want to run that equipment as a as a business owner, you want to run that stuff as much as possible because you end up getting like a lower cost per unit. However, like you also, you, you can't take the five shifts worth of people and turn it into like one group of people that runs all those shifts because that's when you really stress like your workforce. And I'm super anti that. I am super pro like running your equipment as much as you can but not at the expense of your human capital, as some people will call it, or your labor force. So. Yeah, it's a difficult balancing act to, to be balancing out there. And obviously, depending on how much weight you put on either side, it can slide in either direction. 
Uh, obviously, if you are putting too much stock in your uh, human capital, as you said, it, it could end up drive, driving prices up and it could end up, you know, making it all worse for the not only your job, but the company as a whole. And you're like, why are we bending our will? Because there's always going to be people in there that are the the like perfect example of what union busters want. Like, look at this guy. He works two hours a week. He's paid to sit on a bench and write down stuff. And look at this is this is why unions are bad. This is what it is. You can always find that example. But of course, you can tip it the other way and be like, well, obviously, we're running this thing twenty four seven, baby. Every time this machine isn't on, we're losing money, and that is not good for our stockholders. It's not good for our bosses. And it's not good for me because my job is to keep it going. That totally makes yep. sense. I think this might be a time to introduce Dom. Can you hear us? Are you back yep. part of the podcast yep. again? I'm sorry you missed that most of the conversation. I appreciate you getting back on. Are you back, back in action here? I had to fucking switch back to my phone because my fucking laptop doesn't work. Basically. Oh, no. <laughs> Brutal. It doesn't work at all? Oh, no, it works. As soon as you hit record, like when I left and you messaged me, like, well, yeah. where'd you go? For five minutes, I didn't see any of you guys move on the screen. Couldn't hear anything. That's brutal. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm trying to calm down. Time for Starlink. I'm very angry right now. I'm trying to calm down. Maybe you should get Starlink. (laughs) Ha ha! You should, Dom. (laughs) I mean, very, very, very angry, and you're going to send a letter telling us how angry you are. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, what's that guy's name? What did you say? I talked over you. I am very, very, very angry, and I'm going to send you a letter telling you how angry we are. <laughs> I don't remember who it is. Hans Bricks. <laughs> that's, that's Hans Bricks. Mm-hmm. Good job doing, uh, uh, well, I think his actual name is Hans Blix, but of course we know oh, him I always thought it was Hans Bricks. Uh, yeah, I thought it was Hans Blix. They were doing, they were doing it. Yeah, they were doing Hans it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have yeah. to call it. So let's uh, let's get into what exactly so, yeah. happened. We gave you a quick history so, of the yeah, mining that, company that's what, that's what and that they're shitty as fuck. And so um, I wanted to give an example of this, starting out with their 1982 labor unrest, which happened, uh, which is their first. You mean notable... 1882? Oh, sorry. Yep, not when I was born. Uh, 1892, when Columbus sailed the ocean blue on July 11th, violence erupted during a strike. At two nearby mines, so this is other mines in the area, and it starts to build that um, the proletariat, the, all the bullshit pores that are just workers. They start to get all uppity, and they think they deserve something just because they're all angry about not getting paid anything. Which, of course, we're we're against that completely. And because the other two nearby mines were going off, a strike started as well at our Bunker Hill mine, and it resulted in the deaths of three union members, a Pinkerton detective. And a non-union worker, which is the biggest tragedy of all, according to Andrew. And for those uh, who don't know who Pinkerton detectives are, <laughs> I want to fill you in real quick, Joe. I, I wanted to let Dom talk about that as well because he's big into the Pinkertons. Not all right, Pinkerton. yeah, you guys handle that then. I'll, oh, I'll Dylan, just, what were you uh, say? You no, no, first. Dylan, you can talk too. But, but Dom, oh, talk, I was just saying the Pinkerton detectives were specifically like insider, a privatized detective like, force, yeah, like. Um, Undercover cops, bounty hunters, basically, to but they were find cops people who are unionizing within a company. So they'd make friends well, with you. Yeah, I mean, bum okay, a sig, so share a sig. It's, it's have more a drink. than that though, because like, it started in the old west. To, it started when there was no FBI. All right, the then Pinkertons I'm gonna go fuck myself because like, sounds like you guys know more about it than I do. So Dom, no, but oh, sorry, I just <laughs> talked over you. Tell us what's up, you guys, Dylan. Sorry, you can't just be throwing around the word Pinkerton detective without sharing a definition. 
So I'm just trying to help out. Let me talk for 10 seconds, then I'll shut up. Dylan is right. That is what they were at the time of this story, but they didn't start out that way. They started out as a privatized, basically crime-fighting force for the all these rich guys that live in the Old West. They're getting robbed. They go, I don't have any police. The sheriff ain't helping out. So they hired a private, it's like Blackwater, a private military police force to go hunt people down. The detective agency, privatize whatever you got to do. You pay the Pickertons, fun. they'll find your guy, and they'll kill him for you, or they'll wrestle for you, whatever they got to do. But they did not work for the US, United States government. They were a private agency. Uh, and they still exist to this day, the Pinkerton Detective Agency. They're still around. What the fuck? It, I bet their um, jurisdiction is majorly yeah, decreased. I'm, I, 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 I'm pretty sure they've been downgraded to uh, private investigators. Private eyes. Yeah, they had a license <laughs> to kill at the time. Um, yeah. In the Old West, they go uh, rolling in, and they but, start smoking but, cowboys. But make no mistake, like, private forces like that are absolutely still at play. Like, Yeah, like Blackwater. Or that Russian yeah. one. That, the Russian the one. The and, and they like, sell Russia out. is a good example right now. Yeah, there's... Yeah. Uh, give me the name of the private forces in Russia. I think you guys... I wish I could remember. I just learned about this recently. But they I know they there's special in, forces in the, the Spetsnaz, but I don't know anything else besides that. No, this is a private well, company that that is... Yeah, I know, I know. You I just hire them also, to come the, in and kill people for you, and they don't have to put it on the books. One, they're just the most famous. Like, even with this Bunker Hill sure. incident in 1899, the Pinkertons were not the only detective agency involved in it. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about so that. So, as Andrew Dylan was saying... Well, and, so, and like, Andrew, the... briefly, I'm gonna plug like a book. It's like it's called uh, "Confessions of an Economic Hitman." It's all about like uh, private companies that are like contracted by the government to like. So exactly control. this, Andrew, to support what you're saying a hundred percent is that I think Korean Air was shot down in like 1988 somewhere around Ukraine or Russia by a pro-Russian separatist group. Uh, there's Man. been a, and actually, actually, uh, so no, sorry, no, 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 that too. But Malaysian Airlines, not MH370, the one that went in the Pacific, not the famous an, one. Uh, only a few months later, Malaysian Airlines, another one got shot down near Ukraine or Russia or somewhere in that area by a Russian pro separatist group, which would be yeah. exactly oh, yeah, what no, you're talking about. Even that long ago, yeah, that. No, this was like in 2014 or 15 because MH370 yeah. got shot, got you know whatever the fuck in 2014. So. Damn. Yeah, so this is exactly I mean, what you're talking about. We could do a whole, we could do an entire multiple episodes on just like private contracts. Mercenary armies that yeah. still exist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that would be good. Yeah, but we can't get too much into that now because we're getting yeah. off topic. Uh, so yeah, as Dylan said though, the, the Pinkerton Pinkertons. organization was, at that time, they were hired as union busters a lot of the time. They could track people down. They could find where they live, their families, their habits, and they could fucking intimidate them, strong arm them, hurt them. They could report them, blackmail them. It was all legal. These fucking workers won't get in line, go find out what their wife's favorite color is, and fucking blackmail their asses. And Pinkertons were good at it. And that, that was a major reason why one of the Pinkerton detectives died in that event, was because a big fucking fight broke out and people were pissed off. And that was uh, seven years before the main story we're talking about today, that was the labor unrest. It ended up after a lockout of the entire thing, the union men locked down the whole place and the governor NB Willie or yeah, Willie declared martial law and moved in the U S military to restore order, which was restored again in about two weeks. That was the first time this mine bumped up against union issues, but it wouldn't be the last. The next major event, 
because they they learn their lesson as capitalists. They go, okay, we understand. Our workers were upset. We had to send in the feds. We had to hire Pinkertons to fuck you up. But now we know our lesson. And economically, it's not sound for us to upset our workers because we don't have any workers. We don't have any production. So what we're going to do is take the utmost care and then one year later, let a cave-in happening, <laughs> which killed three men and trapped multiple others because they didn't decide to shore up the mine. So literally one year after this union incident, I don't know if that was a riot then, the fucking mine caved in and killed three guys. And they didn't pay him anymore anyway. So this is not... This is what my take is on this whole thing. Nothing's changing. People get upset. They shut them the fuck up. They go back to work. And then three more people die. They get upset again. Shut the fuck up. Get back to work. Five more people die. And then it continues on to the event that we're going to be talking about today. This is years leading up to this. Until we reach 19... I'm sorry again. I'm such an idiot. 18, 1899. And I think I should let Dom take the start of this since it is his story and I've been aping his story so far. But now we are reaching 1899 after those two events that already happened. Hey, do you mind if I add like one more event that happened in between that? Not at all. Please go ahead. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna add one more event because it kind of flavors the whole situation. So like in '94, yeah. 1894, the okay. mine owners basically like plead with Grover Cleveland, the president, to send troops down to the area because like they are getting these uh, like like they're getting word that there's like these union uprisings. So they're like mm. basically like. The centers. Yo, Grover. Yeah, Grover. Send Red Rover, Red Rover. Send Grover. Imagine right when. Over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine there was like, a time when Grover was the name of the president and it yeah. wasn't fun. Uh, yeah, uh, the president who, <laughs> That's who just turned thinking. on the lights of the Chicago World Fair in 1893. Yeah, that Grover Cleveland. Yeah, that was the same one as the World's Fair. Exactly. Yes, I mean, ever since Sesame Grover. Street came out, you can't name your kids Grover ever again. It's over. Yeah. It's over. So, Grover. Like, the. These these mine owners, like, they never give up with this shit. So they're – they basically, like, there's, like, word that there's, like, these union uprisings. This is 1894, so, like, two years after the – One year after the collapse, two years after the, yes, the last one year after union. the collapse, two years after the union uprising. They, yeah. Like, there's word – they're getting word from these implants that they put in the mine. Like, they, they implant these guys that would just be, like mm, – Secret snitches. choppers. Yeah. There are snitches that go in and they're like friends with the workers and they're listening to all this shit. And mm -hmm. basically, they are getting word that there's like union uprisings coming. So they're like, the, the mine owners like call Grover Cleveland. They're like, yo, send some reinforcements to help us keep this in line. And so, like, he sends 700 troops like in the summer of 84. Or, yeah, Damn. 94, excuse me, 94. And they, they Luckily, that never those, happens now. I'm so glad that's over with. Companies yeah, calling like private, the, the... Like, like sending public servants to handle, like, a private company issue. Yeah, no, I'm obviously being a little bit sarcastic. It still happens now, but you have to do a false flag. You can't just send troops in. Someone has to exactly. bust a window or something. It'll, be like, uh, it'll be like, uh, uh, what is it called, like... Um, the uh, National Guard or whatever. Yeah, National but, Guard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because of some catastrophe that they like. Maybe it's real or maybe it's not real. But anyway, sure. so Anyways, they ended up. So Grover Cleveland ended up sending like seven hundred troops in like ninety four, and they basically. Which has got to like, be a lot. Sorry to interrupt again, but that's got to be a lot of. I mean, that's a lot. Seven hundred troops doesn't sound like a lot, but how big is the mining company? It's like two thousand guys. Like that's a good sizable like, force. No, I, I, well, what I saw from like the Bunker Hill mine was like. 300 people i think maybe that's it so it's twice as many soldiers i thought it'd be like yeah. i guess if you include the families but they're not working so they're not they're not part of it 
So he ends up seven, sending 700 troops, which, like, think about it back then. They're coming via, like, like horse and buggy and maybe, like, train. Mm. But Probably so anyway, train most of the way, and then, yeah, yeah, horse and buggy the rest of the way. Yeah. So they come, and, and but, but, like, Grover Cleveland doesn't want to get, like, wrapped up in all this, like, privatized bullshit. So he's he just like, wants the right, money. He doesn't want to be involved. Yeah, so he basically tells them, like, protect the railways, but we don't really give a fuck about the mine like i mean we kind of we're gonna pretend like we do but like we're not gonna send you in there because we don't want to get wrapped up in all this stuff yeah. so they send the troops the troops like walk up and down the 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 railway that like goes by the mine but they yeah. try to stay their distance away from the mine and so like technically they're occupied by the military like in 19 in 1894 wow. general schofield was the was the general at the time and he, schofield like, also, came up last yeah, time in the pod yeah so schofield was around at the time and like at this point i don't know what the wages i mean you mentioned the wages back in like the two years before this but at this time it's like i think the, the this area is getting paid like two two dollars and fifty cents a day and like non-union mines are getting paid or excuse me union mines are getting paid like three dollars and fifty cents a day at this point so yeah which is a sizable increase sizable percentage of what they would normally get paid which they're doing a similar job to you in the same area so you figure you'd be paid relatively the same amount but not if you're yeah it's the same skill set the same job essentially probably the same same cost of living and they're making like basically like 30 percent less it's like a pretty good amount so so the the troops come in and basically they're like patrolling the the uh railways the railways and then after a while they're like this is kind of bullshit like there's nothing happening you guys are just being greedy like we're gonna leave because we don't want to be wrapped up in this political drama but like Mm -hmm. technically for that two for that uh i think it was like six months at that time they were considered occupied by the military. And That's fucked. Cleveland's like, this is kind of like not, this is bullshit. So we're gonna like leave because it's like a waste of our resources. So anyway, the only reason I brought that up is because it was like, it seemed like there was some unrest brewing, but they kind of stamped it down. Yeah, well, that, that's a great... I'm so glad you brought that up because I didn't know that, and that's a great wrinkle to keep the timeline going of, like, this building tension yeah. and so, like, the, the suppression and growing of time. revolution, yeah. this whole kind of thing, where it wasn't just, like, one day these guys popped off. It was, like, an ongoing struggle for, you know, half a decade of these people, like, you know, having their concerns raised, being tamped down, the U.S. government gets involved. Again, they're putting the railways. And I think it's definitely worth mentioning, especially that you just said, there's a railroad that runs right up to that place, and that might come into question a little bit later. Sure. Um, and, and I should pass it off to Dom and Dylan here now. I've been talking quite a bit. If you guys want to talk about 1899, the labor unrest incident. It doesn't have an official name. Either one of you can start. Dom, can you hear us? I can hear you. Okay. So Dom can hear you, and I can also hear you, Joe. Okay. Um, I can keep reading it, but... uh, Yeah, no, I don't don't have a whole lot to add that's in addition to yours besides the... No, I just mean, like, moving on to the the main thing we're talking about today. You don't have to comment on what me and Andrew just said. Just, like, let's get into the main event. Let's do it. How's it go? Let's go. That's what, what I, I say. The important thing to mention was that by this time in the late 1890s, the Bunker Hill Mining Company was producing daily 
thousands of pounds of both lead and zinc. So they were Ooh. one of the largest mines in the state and they were paying the least. The least. Uh, That's always so good. At, at the time of the unrest, um, powder men were making $3 a day and uh, muckers. Are powder men people who, explosives. who blow up rocks? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then the muckers or shovelers were making uh, two fifty a day. And that was... Um, I muck well. I very muck well. very well. And that was a dollar fifty to two dollars shorter than smaller companies. So we were talking the about these skilled workers' payments, not not the laborers' payments. Well, muckers are laborers. You can run a shovel. If you can go like this, that's what I'm saying. You're getting two fifty. When we said it was two fifty, it wasn't the muckers. It was like the skilled miners. No, no, no. The powder men were making three dollars a day. And the okay. shovelers, but you know, when we and Andrew talked about two fifty versus three fifty, the union wages and all that stuff—that's what I was referring yeah. to. But yes, okay. the powder men are making more than the average miner, and the muckers are making less than that. And again, it's a day now. I mean, per hour that would be unlivable. But this was per day at the time. Pretty wild. Yeah, and they're still, you know, smaller mines are paying their workers better than this major corporation is basically. Mm -hmm. um, and none of them are being forced to do this, but, you know, unionization might... Yeah, well, it was similar to, it. like, the... Uh, and again, I don't know what you guys have already talked about because of my wonderful internet connection. That's not probably problem uh, at all. It's similar to, like, the, uh, the Carnegie Steel towns where it was like, oh, yeah, no, you work for me, but also I own the house you live in. You pay rent to me, so you can't go anywhere. You can't make enough to move yeah. away. They still do it in other countries, too, where basically it's like Walmart bucks where you, you get paid... In mining dollars, they had then, or it's like monopoly money. You get paid in money for the town. You can spend it in, in parts of the town where I make the money again. And then you buy food there. You pay rent there. Basically, you're just a slave, but you have money moving around. So you feel like you're not a slave. Yeah, but what a fuck fest. I mean, imagine you decide to call out of work because you fucking feel <laughs> It's like feel the like Olympic uh, like village where we're just fucking all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mining village. <laughs> No, but imagine so much more smells and hair. Call out of work. Cup. What's up, Andrew? The World Cup in like the desert this year. Yeah, the yeah Qatar. The world fuck more like it. Yeah. Go ahead, Dylan. Uh, yeah, um, you call out of work because you fucking don't care, and then like you pay rent to us, your job. We know where you are. We saw that you went to Water Country today. You called out. We own water country. We own your house. We own our fucking job. Fuck off. You're, you know, like that's yeah. yeah you're, you're not, you're not just fired now. You're homeless too instantly. Exactly. They might as well pay you so, in food because you're spending the money on food and rent. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's a conflict of money. interest if I've ever seen one, and I ain't having monopoly. It. Yeah. When I call out of work to go to water country, I like to know that I'm safe from them. <laughs> exactly. You when know? the sun is blazing, the summer gets hot. You want to know that water country is a very cool spot not to be spied on by your employees. In a safe spot. It's a, it's a very safe spot to, uh, to feel and be young water country have some fun to feel and be young. Um, yeah. oh, last Lord. place i want to see my boss is at water, water country, country. you see your boss with spf smeared over his nose and some uh, man tits jiggling out and you go this is the last thing i want to see today okay i came here to see high schooler asses and now i have to see your fucking man tits. Joe, you're, you the only thing you can say to him at that point that would redeem yourself That's a joke, is that folks. you see him you make eye contact and you see his nips are a little bit hard, and, and you, you tell jerk him, him off under a table at a bar. You said, you say, you say, "Hey, boss, headlights are on." Then you leave. <laughs>
his nips are yeah, hard. It was the old headlights are still in that had the, that had the headlights to go up. Was that was a Ferrari. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of cars. There's the Fiero, the Nissan 240SX, the Ferrari F40. Uh, Miata, the first gen Miata had that. I mean, the list goes on, my friend. You're barking up the wrong tree as far as pop headlights go. I'm barking up the right tree. You fucking kidding me? This is the tree I want to bark up. Me and Dom can probably rattle off a good set of cars. It's the exact correct tree to bark up. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's endless the possibility of how you can have Yeah, C3 Corvette, dude, and the C4 Corvette also had them. And the C5 Corvette also had them. All right. All right, gentlemen. See, Dom's saying fucking other directions now. You got I gave it here, Dom. We went from vertical so axis to horizontal axis headlights on Dom's fucking plane here. So you gotta watch out with this fucking headlight conversation. Headlights of the past. <laughs> yeah, Doesn't yeah. Dom literally did this, and really I don't even know what that a, means, but I know he does. Let's get back to some civil unrest. Uh, Andrew has like 15 minutes left. We should at least get to the train part. So let's go. My nipples Um, being hard. So let's talk to the train part. Uh, Andrew looks like he wants to start us off. Obviously, this was the third time in this short, you know, in this decade where this company was having problems with their workers and wanted to unionize. So again, they hired Pinkerton agents and um, field detective agents to infiltrate the union and they listen to what everyone was saying, and then they would report back to the company and be like, "Shut these assholes down before they get started." Then, uh, with these uppity workers. Uh, let's just fucking get right into what happened on April 29th, eighteen ninety nine. Uh, it started as a small protest, and you know the workers are protesting, trying to get you know their better wages. And uh, next thing you know, they hijacked a train because a big thing about these mining companies is they all had train tracks going directly into their biggest depot. And, yeah. Um, well, they weren't getting any traction. Putting up picket signs yeah, now gets no nothing. traction with Twitter. Imagine how little it did in 1899 when they're sending to the government and like holding picket signs just is waiting them out at that point. You're not putting any political pressure on them. No economic pressure. Yeah. Um, Andrew, you're muted. I don't know if you know that. And uh, okay, he wants to be. Basically, I, Sorry, I found I can't. Uh, I found two different stories on what happened next was when they hijacked the, hijacking. the train. Uh, some accounts say that the train was already had a cart full of uh, uh, 80, to- eight, uh, 80 boxes of dynamite. And other accounts say that... Hey, that's the Big Bang Theory. Other accounts say wheels. that they stopped the train to pick up more workers and they loaded dynamite onto it. I would more, I don't know about you guys think, I think they load the dynamite up. I don't think they hijack the train and go, oh, look at how lucky we are. It's full of yeah. dynamite. Even though it's a mining company, I think that they had access to it and they probably planned the whole thing out. I don't know what you guys Was yeah. dynamite uh, mostly, was it liquid or solid back oh, then? Either nitroglycerin yeah, or... Solid. Solid, yeah. It was solid, all right. So you know these nitroglycerin glycerin a lot for explosions. Yeah, yeah I, I think that was a more modern yeah. move. The accounts I ran Yes, Dom. Exactly where I learned that. Started with a couple boxes of uh, dynamite, and then they were like definitely adding some at every stop. But you know, oh, at every stop, like just kind of loading it up as you go. They were just like loading more shit. Like, hey, mm-hmm. we 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 agree, fuck these guys. Hey, let me throw the shit that's gonna fuck them up more. So, yeah, okay. I mean, it is it is kind of crazy to piss off miners where they have open access to the most deadly explosive yeah. of the time. <laughs> yeah. 
I got, I just, I just remembered one little thing before uh, the riot started. Um, when they were, when the Pinkertons were giving the reports back to the mining company, the mining company's response was to the worker saying, hey, if you renounce this union, we'll give you a slight raise. Not what you're asking for, but just a little bit. And most of them were Almost like, like the strike worked. No. If you, as long as you give up the strike, it works. Yeah, yeah you can't give up then. Too deep in. Um, so that they hijacked the train, it was fucking full of explosives. Uh, and they rode it all the way to the end of the lines at this big depot that had um, the company's uh, concentrator, which is basically this big fucking machine that, you know, because you're not in the mine digging up like, oh, look, there's a little piece of lead I found. You're getting big fucking bundles of shit. And the concentrator basically yeah, breaks it, it all out down later. and sifts through it and separates it between dirt and whether you're getting lead or copper or zinc out of it. So yeah. they uh, got their part to train. They detonated it. Train blew up. The whole warehouse blew up. There's pictures of it, Joe. You got to find awesome. a picture of it and put it up here at this point. Where it looks like yeah. just you took a bunch of wood and just threw it into a pile. That's what the building ended up looking like after it, it blew up, up. And they destroyed um, the concentrator. And that caused. And also, I, I heard that, um, or I read rather, that they it actually burned out the company records of the mine too, which might help with the unionizing. Be like, there's no record of us even working here now, <laughs> yeah. so you start from scratch. Very Tyler yeah, during I mean, before, before we even like dive into the whole explosion piece, like it, there's quite a bit of color around how they all even got there. Like basically, there's a couple Let's of hear guys. It. Yeah, so like, like at least my understanding is like. There, there's this train coming through. Like, I, I, I wish I would have a better idea of like how far they had to travel to get. Yeah, I don't know that aspect of it. We'll where they started these union mines to the non-union mines. So like, like to kind of I don't know, get like more like a high level like view. Like, it's all these. They're, they're like they're building up these. Like, I don't want to say forces because it's not like organized necessarily, but they're building up all these men that are like jumping on this train and Mm -hmm. it's like traveling through all these little mining towns and like all these men are like jumping on this train and they're like adding supporters. They're, they're like-minded individuals. Yeah. They're literally adding train cars. Like they stop in one town. They're like add a couple train cars. They'd like, I didn't know that they were actually adding to the entire mass of the train as they went. Yeah, so like there's this train going and it's like stopping in these. There's at least like four stops that I read. Yeah, from Burke to Wardner. Yeah, Wardner was the final destination. Final destination, starting destination where they hijacked it was in Burke. Okay, so I don't know, um, Dylan. Maybe you could like try to figure the distance of that miles wise. I believe it's uh, twenty. Can you give the goof for us, Dylan? Wait, what did you just say? No, I'm, I'm, he said it's 25 miles from Ketchum, but he was shit talking. So, so Ketchum is the town that that Ernest Hemingway. Hosted yeah, I know. That, that where, that's uh, why he knows yeah. it. Yes, that's pretty badass. Because anyway, you said so it. like this train is just like chugging down the tracks, and like everywhere it sugar, stops, sugar, sugar, these sugar. men are getting on. Well, there's this gentleman, and I'm gonna like try to look up his name real quick. While, Thank like, you for being on. very couth about how you <laughs> talk about it. This gentleman named Dervis McGillicuddy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to pretend like I remember his name on the top of my head, but but basically, like the moral of the story was like there's this at least several guys, like at least one one to two guys, if not like multiple dozen. It was guys. Frank Sternberg. No, that's Sternberg. That's such a good that's name a, for a train jacker. Not, yeah, Frank no. Frank Sternberg. Well, so first of all, they have like the train engineer hostage. No, it is who I'm thinking of because it's Andrew saying that this is at that time in Frank Sternberg. It's claims. It is, but he claimed to have light lit the <laughs> no, dynamite. No, he did not. Yes. He's a liar. Yes, no. 
Fuck. Well, in any case, there's all there's right, Andrew. I'm trying guys, to help out. They're like hopping off these trains. I appreciate it. And they're like grabbing all the guys they can find that are like, "Yo, we're gonna try and do the like." I don't know what their in- final intention was because like a lot of accounts say like, "Oh, I didn't know that this was gonna turn violent. I just was trying to like cause this uprising." That yeah, I'm sure a lot of the guys didn't know the plan was to blow the joint up. Yeah. But at the same so, time, so, think about the time period. What's the most exciting thing happened to you that year? Some yeah. train goes by and goes, we're, we're, we're fucking we're rising up against the power. Okay, yeah, fucking whatever. Yeah, I'm not doing I'm anything down, today. Yeah, they and, don't and realize they're about to do a fucking in... terrorist act, which we consider it now. It's a terrorist it was strike. Definitely yeah. a terrorist. Well, and this this whole train ride kind of will lead into, like, the aftermath of what happened yeah. after all this stuff. But basically, like, this train's, like, traveling through what I imagine to be, like, the mountains. And then, like, they're... Basically, a couple of these union guys that are, like, hopping off the train, like, gathering up all these guys from all these different stops. And right. they're like, yo, get on this damn train, like, trying to explain what they're doing. Like, I can't imagine they had a lot of time to explain. But uh, apparently, they're all, like, pretty on board with what's happening. Like, the union guys are there. headed towards the non-union mind mine and they're basically about to like tell the mine owners like go fuck yourself here's our statement so they're like, we're gonna unionize by force they're adding train cars and they're chugga chugga chugging to wardner i think i can and i think i can i think i can yeah and there's a couple like kind of head honcho like union not busters the opposite of a union buster like the union honcho. representatives union leaders yeah and they're the ones that are at least accused of like gathering the forces after the fact so anyway like the train is like yeah these people will be put in guantanamo bay now yeah <laughs> this they're is a homeland terrorist people. attack they're gathering up the, like they're throwing dynam they're adding dynamite from all these mines as they go through and then like i i'm going to sit back as you experts like talk more about what happened when the train got there but but it's not just like this uh i mean it's it's pretty unorganized but like from what i was reading it's a it's collective like, though it's not like it's five guys crashed the car like very like on board like they're all headed Excuse in one direction there. figuratively like they Harry all styles. agree anyway yeah let's go forth fuck yeah <laughs> you want to continue dom more dylan yeah um so when they got there and they you know fucking blew the place up Fucking guys. Uh, Big obviously that caused, you know, fucking mass rioting. Like, it was a People got upset about it, huh? And uh, believe it or not, only two people died from the explosion. One union, one non. Um, All things in balance. (laughs) Balance. Um... But uh, so this was the second time that uh, in in a decade that the Idaho governor and in this period, the Idaho governor was Frank Studenberg. Studenberg. He called, he activated martial law and he got federal troops to come. So that's what was the last time it happened? You know, Grover was like, we already sent them (laughs) there. You should have called us now. Now we have to send them twice. You know how much it costs to pay 700 soldiers to come out to Idaho yeah. and walk back and forth. And this time they actually it costs like them. a dollar a day, which so, isn't a favor of this country. Andrew, I got it wrong. I was thinking of Frank Stunenberg, but what I meant to say was Harry Orchard. Even that's Harry later. Oh, too. No, that's a union name. name. I don't know but the it's... guy's name, but 
In the it's, aftermath, there's a guy that they basically – he ends up going to jail for 18 years of hard labor because they accuse him of, like, organizing the yeah. whole thing. That's – well, that Harry Orchard. Harry Orchard. At all. Okay. You got it. Harry Dylan's Orchard is on pause. looking at all the blue words on Wikipedia, and he's like, is this something? <laughs> hey, if you control F hard labor, it'll tell you what guy it was. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan control hard I can't, labor. can't control F right now, I'm sorry. <laughs> control F hard labor, dude. You can do edit find on your phone, and it still works on a browser. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to control F hard labor and become a boss right now. <laughs> You're like a Pinkerton there, Andrew. Control F hard labor. Who are those fucking assholes that I need to go you after? Like Arthur Morgan. It was probably Albert Birch. Might have been. Uh, They're all named after trees. Cochran. His last name's Cochran. Classic. Paul Cochran. Paul Cochran. Yeah. Paul? I think he's a Johnny Cochran. If the glove doesn't Cochran. fit, you must acquit. Paul yeah, so Cochran. Paul Cochran was jumping off the train... Recruiting people and bringing them back and on going, the train. Oh, he, ended up getting, he ended up getting sentenced to 18 chugga, years of hard labor for his involvement in essentially causing the explosion at the mine. Yeah. I'd be so pissed if I got that. They had to blame sense. somebody. Yeah, yeah. Someone had to be the scapegoat. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it wasn't going to be the people who started this uprising to begin with, um, the owners of the mine. It had to be the workers that had to get all ornery about it. Uh, so, Dom, you know anything about the aftermath? Because it sounds like Andrew does know. The, what I, I do really know don't. about it is, uh, so when martial law was declared and the federal troops came in, unlike last time where they mm-hmm. were there for, I, forget, I think Andrew said six months or six weeks or something like that. Yeah, but that um, wasn't to suppress them. The first time in uh, 1892 was when they actually showed up and had to shut down the riot. Yeah. That was when they had to apply force. The time Andrew was talking about, luckily they didn't have to actually you know, shooting anybody or anything like that. Yeah, well, uh, this time when they were there, the federal troops were there for two whole years. Damn, that'll show and, them. And uh, they constructed these basically makeshift prisons they called bullpens, and they arrested up to 800 people and stuffed them into these cramps, Good cramped God. quarters. Uh, again, another thing, Joe, there are pictures of it online. You're going to try to put it in. It, you can always send it to I me. Could, but, I um, could. You know what? Maybe I will. Maybe you won't, won't, so I'll just remember to do that. Um, I'll look at this part of the pod when I'm listening to it, and I'll go, okay, Joe, go to Google and find it. Yep. Um, yeah, that's pretty much pretty much all I have on the aftermath until 1901. They, <clears throat> Andrew. They basically, uh, so from my understanding, like it started with like a, a barn that was like a, I don't know, 20 by 40 barn, and they stuffed the, like, they basically were going through the streets and indiscriminately arresting people. And shoving that's always a good sign of uh, freedom and liberty when you start arresting people indiscriminately on the streets. Yeah, definitely not like Nazis or anything. So they, uh, so they're like arresting all these people like indiscriminately. Like, apparently, it's like preachers and teachers and and the candlestick maker. Anyone who could have even a slight connection to the market. like a slight connection or even not. Like, there's politicians. There's like retailers, there's like all these like distribu- like basically everything like all walks of life. They're getting thrown in prison. Martial law is declared. Yeah, it's martial law. So they're just they're arresting all these people. They're throwing him 
into these barns, and then like eventually they run out of space in the first barn, so they like have this other outbuilding, and I guess they like erect this like um, like barbed erect. wire fence, and it's like a pretty large area. I, I don't really understand how large it was, but apparently like it got to the point camps, where it's, in like, other words. Yeah, it's a basically a, a, a I mean, concentrated it's, area. It's essentially, a concentration camp. Yeah, it's a concentrated it's, camp in a barn. <laughs> call it what yeah. you will. It, yeah, and, we'll and call it a stable. Same barn was a yeah. wedding venue like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, it's so romantic now. You'll pay out the ass, but yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's so, a non-union wedding venue. And I think this started around like June of. 99 1899 and they're they like it was over the course of like not they must have been so time. excited for the new millennium i mean yeah. the new century <laughs> hey the new millennium starts in 1901 apparently he let's party it like it's 1899 <laughs> like the prince song so they throw all these people in this place and it, they end up running out of space and eventually it gets to the point where they end up erecting like essentially their own erecting prison and it's basically just like wood planks around the whole outside, and it's called the bullpen. And so they like throw all these people in the bullpen. Wow! And, and then uh, baseball got a really good idea. Yeah, they they the, apparently. I, I I wonder what came first, but it makes sense that the bullpen. Well, I mean, it, it did come before Major League Baseball. I know that. Yeah. So maybe the bullpen the- came first before that bullpen too. I, I think that Dylan's on to something here. I think the bullpen came in first, and they named this the bullpen. True. Like the whole like, and then they named the, the pitchers where the bull where pen. bulls go in it, and it's a. Pen. I think that yeah, I think that might have been where it started. Probably yeah, where but, that started. And then yes. it moved to version two, which would be this right. one, and then version yeah, and then three version would three be is where your pitchers yeah. uh, warm yep. up. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That makes so. sense. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's no way to know for sure, but I think that's a hypothesis. Not an expert, but yeah. So, Solid. like, basically, yeah. they erect their own fucking erect. prison, and uh, and then, uh, like, from what I'm reading, it, it looks like most people are out within a month or two, uh, and then, like, there's maybe, like, 20% that end up staying there for over, like, four months, and then it's literally over six to eight months later where the last prisoner is released wow. from the whole yeah. So it wasn't that bad. They should have stopped bitching. Just like sit in the barn, shut up, shit in the corner, and then get fed hay all day. What's the big deal? You're, you're lucky. Yeah, like, imagine. Apparently, several people starved to death because they basically were just like mouth. Oh, is that? Okay. Imagine oh. that. Imagine that. Yeah. I guess. I mean, if you say so. I, I I can't see the the company that led to that whole situation handling that poorly. But you know, history is a mystery. So well, imagine you know getting arrested and you get to the bullpen and it was like, oh, there's 30 people in here. I thought it was going to be way worse. It was going to be yeah. like 100. There's two men on, two outs, bottom and then, of the ninth, and you're like, fuck, it's go time. <laughs> and uh, next thing you know, people start getting released and released, and there's only five of you left now. Now there's two people. Mm. And now it's just you. You're the last one in there. You haven't gotten released yet. That's got to be the worst feeling <laughs> ever. Like, I would the fuck just start screaming do? constantly. And then eventually they let you go. I mean, when I'm, when I'm like the, the, the 15th one off a plane, I'm freaking out. If I was the last one out of the barn after six months, I don't know how I'd handle it. I would be a different man. I would be like a, a kid throwing a tantrum for about a week straight if that happened to me. Let me out. That. Especially if I was a doctor in a mining town. A doctor. Like, Fuck yeah. In an erected bullpen. I could, I could be giving people 
fully erected. I could be giving people tinctures of cocaine, sugar, and lead to save their lives. Yeah, drugs are still legal at the time. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted the Freud treatment. All right, so I think that about wrap up our segment about the train. I don't know. Does, if I think Andrew might have to go now. Yeah, it's um, time for a bathroom break give, and a. We could give him a break, but I think if Andrew has to go, we should give him a, a, a nice send off if he has to go before we take a break. That's. I would say now would be probably a good time. Um, I don't have. I pretty much don't have anything else to add because that's about what I. We appreciate well, about it. that. We like hanging out with you, but we didn't. Most want of all, we you appreciate your presence. Fall off from the break. We, we just want to, you know, thank you for coming on. It's a fucking blast hanging out with you. And not only, I can't believe you called me earlier, being like, I don't know, I don't really have anything to add. You had the most to add. Yeah, <laughs> by far. By far. Besides me, you had, you had the most ideas, to add. Yeah. The train yeah. story. Yeah, the I was whole like thing. Nervous, so I'm like, no, I don't you know. had we're everything, man. We're always yeah, less prepared. You're you're the best guest ever. Uh, I mean, I'm glad that I did have something to hopefully. And, Absolutely, yeah, I mean, we're gonna cut all your parts. Please, out. please come on again. I'm not gonna make it. Andy, Andy, you dude, you're on anytime you want. Again. Join no, on. In. I actually love this way more than like the uh, like nuclear energy. Thing. Yeah, the like, early ones. Like, we're still I catching our like, catching our legs there. Now, now we're pretty. We know how to do it now. But, but thanks so like, much for coming on. I feel like man. with a topic like this, I can kind of be the outside observer, adding some. Color yeah, we want we the half of our fucking guests just have like random shit. We're like, hey, we're doing uh, one time we did clowns or or no, we did um. Whatever the fuck, and someone's like, I have no fucking idea, but I'm just gonna fucking chime in as I fucking yeah, want. We're like, yes, please interrupt us. Have a good time, have fun. And then go you fuck find yourself. all these interesting stories, like, oh yeah, by the way, I know a lot about Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I you just happen to know it. We didn't pick the yeah. topic for Andrew. It just happened to be the great. So you know, yeah, we uh, we're we're di- I'm, I personally am a big fan of the relaxed, have a good time. We're all hanging out version of things so no matter what the topic is you can show up five minutes before and we'll we'll make sure the good and joe does a phenomenal job of making sure that things stay flowy and, and good yeah, to go absolutely. whereas i'm not mentally capable of that made, so like i called him like five minutes before well, it was like 705 it was like after we should have all been oh I, I i heard Yo, the conversation from i'm a little nervous because i don't know shit about this don't um, worry yeah I this isn't a test yeah article but i found this way more enjoyable personally than like the th- more techie things because i just felt I, like way yeah less i'm glad pressure, you know yeah, yeah we, I think we try is, really hard to make it like if we're all just it. hanging out having drinks yeah. like in person yeah. like we usually love to do that's what add we a topic do, in there you can kind of go back and forth on exactly. and everyone most uh, i i personally want to listen to a podcast where i feel like a fly on a wall in a conversation not a uh, seminar so yeah you can just read uh, a fucking book if you want to learn about it you want to hear us fucking around yeah, you want to hear people say for the first the five minutes f word yeah i dick. mean uh, a book yeah. about this mining incident would not have someone living in indiana talking about the problems of unions no they would not that's they true. would not please feel free to cut out as much of my personal uh opinion of unions it all stays I'd in staying in yeah sorry it's it the, it's the highlight of, the, of this episode so if you put in it, it stays in I only wish I was recording you um, chambering your bullpup rifle, and I missed that whole <laughs> thing, but Man. maybe next time. Unless hey, you... Sure. Anytime, guys. Yeah, we want, we're, we're, we're a pro-gun podcast. We want to see your guns. Hey, so. seriously, though, if you guys ever want to talk about, like, um, like robotics and AI and manufacturing... I think that should be our next or... one we do. We should, go and, yeah. we should do an AI episode and have you AI back on. AI is good. Yeah, if you're cool. We all have experience I, I with could, AI. I could see all that like so easily and mm-hmm. probably make it way more concise 
and because uh, it's like a topic that's like pretty close to my heart because that's what I do for a fucking living. So. Because you have a, a robotic heart, as we know. Yes, I am like the Simon Cowell of manufacturing. I don't <laughs> <laughs> because you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> and you're cold blooded. Yep. Nice. <laughs> All right. So now, now you have to remember for the next podcast, we introduce you as yeah. the Simon Cowell, Simon Cowell, Cowell and Andrew Thrain, <laughs> or the Tim Cook. Let's go with the Tim Cook. Yeah. I, I like the first one. The first one's yeah, better. Simon yeah, Cowell. We're, we're keeping that. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna let that one go. Right, Andrew, <laughs> well, we love you, man. We won't hold you any longer. I, I literally have to pick up my black yep, wife. We get it. It's a working man. I am, and I I was 20 or 21. That's still there's a young man. That's still no, dude, come on. His tolerance was down. I, I, I used to drink like a six pack and get like shit faced. When I was 20, I would drink a six pack of Blue Moons and I would be like trashed. Yeah. Like, you're feeling dumb. good, you, you don't realize dude. how far dumb, we've dumb. come don't from those days. Don't be a fucking better than now. Guys. I know how yeah, far you know, you know, you know the tolerance yeah, is yeah, way yeah. up. No. Six, yeah. Five yeah. years when you're twenty? That's not a lot. Dude, dude, yeah. dude, you're competing with like minded going... folks here. We well you know... started drinking when you were fourteen. We started drinking when we were seventeen or yeah. sixteen around that, so you know. Uh well, I think we were fifteen when we were drinking Bunhab Heim Scotch that I stole from my uncle. Well, the earliest I ever saw everyone get drunk is fucking not kind of the time that you drank whiskey. We all watched you do alone. It. Is that <laughs> the Don was the yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the best. That was the bone alone. Everyone's like, "You're fine." I'm like, "I'm fucking, <laughs> fucking John Mulaney, fucking story. tanked." And you're we like, never "You're faking." I'm like, no, "I drank a being whole drunk, bottle of scotch." We like, you're faking by myself. it, dude, because you're acting so weird. We're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, um, no, but it was drink. the time you had that the fucking that fucking. I don't even know what it was. It was a clear bottle of liquor, and me and you went for a hike in, in the swamp. And when we came back, Andrew and Jeff were blackout. In my house? It was, within, it was like a 20-minute, yeah, in the basement. You had a thing. We all did a shot of it. We were all like, ooh, that tastes terrible, whatever. And then me and you did like a hike, and like, it was winter time, so we like got all bundled up. We walked, we walked around in, in your yard and stuff and around the swamp. And when we got back, Andrew was like blackout drunk, and Jeff was like acting a fool, going crazy everywhere. Jeff ended up throwing up for like half the night in the corner of the basement. Andrew threw up outside, then passed out on the couch, and Brian was not happy. And then me and you what? came back to it. <laughs> me and yeah, you Brian came back to it, and that was the first time yeah. I had seen my friends get like actually like blackout drunk. I was like, "What happened? We were gone for like twenty minutes, and they did like seven shots, and they didn't know how alcohol works, so they Dude, both fucking blacked days, out." Man, that sounds so fun. Like. I'm wild. down here right now. I'm in that basement, and and it's not. Yeah, you're currently there. Yeah, there still might be deep beneath the earth a little piece of uh, pizza that Andrew ate, you know, a decade ago. Oh, yeah. yeah, more than a decade. Well, Joe, ago. Joe, there's uh, you know, in your video game stuff, there's that little mini camera you had, and I grabbed the SD card and I plugged it oh, in. Oh, can worry. you imagine there's what's nothing, on those SD cards? There's nothing like incriminating on it. There's nothing bad, but mm. there is a video <laughs> of Dylan. Wait, you could see it. <laughs> What? Dude, you have to tell me what's in there. I have no idea what's in there. I'm gonna there. tell you what's on it right now. <laughs> oh my god, dude, what? You this is amazing. Things? I have I have no way to watch it. 
I just had the SD cards for like twenty years. I had no way to watch. Dude, it. Joe, I have an SD card reader. If you have if you have SD cards, I have a reader that is. Dom's going to tell us right now. Apparently, Dom has one too. My laptop can still take SD cards. Your laptop's such a whore. Uh, <laughs> the widest. The widest. Yo, tell thing. me. Um, so, uh, I think the thing you want to hear the most is it's a video of you guys in Dylan's basement. And you guys, what, what time do you, what, how old do you think you were when you had this camera? Like, I have no idea, but I have to see this footage, dude. Right after I watched the Corvette footage at the cabin, which Dylan will someday get on. Yo, I thought you had that already. No. Dude, that's the fifth time you said that in a row. Oh my god, dude! We have to we have to upload it. With, Holy with shit! It. We you have gotta to remind it. me about this because I, I I'm gonna Facebook maybe. I need to see that video. I, I can't. I didn't even watch it the night we saw it. I, I, I had were... no. Yeah. Holy shit! Um, You've tried three times. It's too big of a file to put up there. We have to do it like upload it directly. You can't put it on like a cloud thing. But anyway, sorry, Dom. What is it? Because you're about to um, blow my tits off. So, so I'm, I'm gonna guess you guys are probably twelve. 13 something like that maybe maybe me telling the story dylan will know i think it was it 13 because i think i lived in fitchburg when i got that but i was not in high school i know that yeah uh it's a video of you guys in dylan's basement and you are shooting beer bottles with dylan's brand new bb gun hell yeah <laughs> this sounds so we had that on that, video by that i mean it's dylan it's it could have been lost in time it's dylan full prone super serious taking shots at these glass bottles. You guys are all just watching. Joe, you're filming it. Every time it hits it and, like, a little piece breaks off, you guys, guys go, oh! <laughs> nice, whoa! I, sounds I can't awesome. believe you saw that, Dom. That's fucking amazing. This sounds I, we gotta get this shit online. This sounds like this a commercial for this so week's episode. Good. Yo, another one that's on there that only you and I will understand. Remember when we did that really big All the Cousins at the Piccadilly Pub? No. Oh, what was well, that? The, it's on your camera. Because it's one of those things like, Angela and I remember it, Amanda remembers it. Kim I didn't have autonomy, it. so I was still a child. I don't remember, like, bringing my camera there. Yeah, but, but yeah. yeah, it was like we got at the Piccadilly Pub. Like, they had, they had, there was that kind of room off to the side. Kind of like the old yeah, like, off the la- Yeah, 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 yeah. Thing, yeah, yeah. The lake, and we had a... Yes, dude, dude I had so many birthday parties there. It's crazy. I know that room so There was, well. like, 15 or 20 of us. It was, like, it was all the cousins, basically. And like, I don't remember this at all. And, like, uh, Maggie and my mom and Sheila and Barbara. And we yeah. were all just having lunch or something like that. And, it was, and you... It was so things, like... It was such a big party. Like, such a big group that all the food was taking forever to come out because they were trying to get everything out at once. And there was, like, 20 of us. Yeah. We were so... We were playing... Remember playing MASH on paper? <laughs> I remember doing that at a lot that's, of dinners, but we not that doing. night. Like, dude, dude, our family's gonna flip their shit if you put this. If we can get this on digital, like vid, uh, online, they're gonna flip their fucking wigs. Yeah, I'll, I'll dig. Because all we have is your dad's VHS tapes from 1993. We can get fucking. Yeah, dude, you gotta put, you gotta put both these up. I'm dying to see this one where we're <laughs> shooting. Me too, man. We gotta get the shit on. It sounds. <laughs> the funny thing is, the funny thing is, it sounds about right. So <laughs> <laughs> it sounds about right, dude. I, get, I, uh, I should have thrown that shit away. I was like, "What's this old camera? I haven't used it in twenty years. I just throw it out." I'm so glad I didn't throw it out. I didn't even know what was in there. I had no idea, it's dude. And well, the there, best there thing is, is, is dumb. You can't Dom, just turn you, it on and look Dom, at it like a no phone. No one will ever know some of the best footage ever. Is that Joe? Did you ever box me and Brian? I feel like you did, yes. right? Yeah, okay. I got my ass so, kicked. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we could. Yeah, definitely 
for sure. But, but not only was I when I am I weaker than you guys, you guys used to fight each other for like three years before that. And you're like, how about you show up, Joe? I go, okay. Yeah. And Harry, <laughs> you guys too, were practicing like, for like. So Don. Yeah, but Harry, Bri- you know, he's, he's all limbs. Harry's you a and Brian had been practicing Harry together for Harry got angry, for like which years. was easy to handle. If you get too angry, yeah, you yeah. can handle that. That yeah, was so my Don, first time. Don, me and Brian here. starting in fifth grade would go into his basement, put on boxing gloves. His brother Chris would record us in multiple rounds, beating the shit each other, each other, and we'd so hit, great hit each other as hard as we possibly could. It's not sparring; and, it's fighting with boxing. No, this gloves is full blown fighting. No kicking. Um, the only rule was no kicking, no nut shots. No, um, no nut you shots. You, yeah. really, you, you didn't say no head. Oh no! It was all head. Oh, all it was head. All, all, hundred percent punching in the face. Can you knock out your your uh, kid? Friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can I? Uh, my goal was to knock. I out I want to knock this guy out, and then hopefully yeah. he'll go cold, and then his head will hit the cement floor yes. on Manning Street. Hundred percent. That was the goal, and then when Joe damage. was there, our goal was to make Joe unconscious. Same with Harry. Yep. This is what oh, we yeah. did in fifth and sixth grade. And, I just knew um, because I'm telling you, I was like either late sixth grade or early seventh grade. Like I knew that I was late to the party on even trying this out. And you and Brian were like, "We've been doing this for a while now. Like it's gonna be yeah, fun." And we you had get my this ass down. kicked, dude. For I had, I still have an indent in my upper lip from my braces because we had braces. And um, oh yeah, that, it's actually really cool story. Everyone had metal in their mouth. So if you get hit in the mouth, it just sticks to your lips, and you rip your whole fucking lip yeah. Off. So you so someone would get you sh- like so good that your braces right in the mouth. Uh, it, 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 they become part of your you lips. You have to pull your lip you off rip your them braces, off. and you're oh. bleeding down your mouth. You can see the skin falling off, and you rip it off. Oh, it's so nasty. Yeah, we so were bleeding. There was like blood on the floor. This was like a real like like thing. The time um, that I fought, it was in that room. I don't know if you know Chris it, Chris Cormier's like, fucking fuck room. No, I didn't fight. I didn't fight in that one. That's when you and Brian fought. I'm telling you, I fought at your mom's house. It was at the next to Mark's room, the fucking uh, lounge area there. We fought there. We fought in this house. Yes, it was oh me, you, Harry, Brian. We did we did a, a tournament, and it was it was on the third floor, Jesus, which must have been so noisy stupid. as fuck. Yeah, and that's where we fought. Yeah, that's God, where I we're fought. We're retarded. Um, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, no, I fought at Joe at at, at Brian's. I never house. fought at Brian's house. And my whole point is that Chris. I refused to us. fight at Brian's house. Chris I knew recorded us the here. whole entire time on VHS. We had all the fights recorded. <sighs> And then he recorded them over with Halo Kids, 2. Those, such a pussy. He recorded Halo, Halo 2, like, Dude, the same in. thing happened with, with our tapes of our Jackass videos in your yard. Brian recorded over with Halo 2 footage. Exactly, yes, exactly, because all his nerd. stupid fucking camera. We had we had, all the... We, had, we done, had a video and, of, we, of us Me and Joe Jackass and all of us stunts. did Jackass stunts at my mom's hilarious. house. Like, every time we hung out, we'd jump off the deck onto ground, like... We would uh, push each other. We lit things on fire. We, was, we, I had yeah, the yeah. green tractor that you probably had when you were a kid. Yep. It was a green Little Tykes tractor. I installed an exhaust on it, and then we poured gasoline in it, lit on fire, <laughs> and then drove it around. And <laughs> like crazy. we had all these cool videos, and they're all gone because Brian's brother recorded over them with Halo 2 montages. Stupid. So um, stupid. We had... Good videos of everyone I am hurting so themselves. I'm so jealous of kids now because we would have all of those and they'd be Ugh. posted online right now. And kids now We'd are such to watch bitches. Them right now. We were doing, we were doing, we were like, how can like, hey, who's not a bitch? Jump off my mom's deck. It's 15 feet off the ground. Don't yeah, you be couldn't gay. do a joke or do a dance. Like the only thing that could be, be cool on video is to hurt yourself. Go hurt, hurt yourself. I got, right, I got some examples of some videos that 
we don't have anymore. And this was even like we were in high school. We had smartphones, but it wasn't like automatic. That's a bad excuse. I lost so many of my tapes, but I recorded them. Yeah, Yeah, no, but I'm saying, but this was like we had smartphones, but everything wasn't automatically on the cloud. You had to like you had to pay to be on the cloud. So mm. when your phone... Or you could have uploaded it, but at the time, there's not a lot of websites Yeah, there wasn't a lot. That was like... Well, YouTube existed, so, you know, dying, come on. But... It would still be there. There's still a video of our pep rally from Hudson Catholic on YouTube because I uploaded it when I was, like, 17 years old. So it could have Really? Because I have a theory I that... Is it still there? Have you checked recently? Uh, I don't know if it's still there, but my Irish cow, which is my YouTube account that's not Dylan Joe Basin Podcast, the profile picture is a, a clip of that video. Because... Um, I think I have a theory that if a certain if videos ha- are so many years old and haven't been viewed in X amount of years, they get removed from YouTube because Brendan's yeah. videos. No, um, no, that's not true. They get removed for other reasons. <clears throat> There's old as fuck videos. It's been like ten years since I've done car things, and they're all still up on an account I don't touch. Yeah, but no, I'm uh, saying well... all people. T- okay, let's put it this way: Brendan did not delete them. Cryptor at the Hudson High Talent Show is no longer on YouTube. That's a it could be for other fucked. reasons though. Because that was uh, what like, reason? Can... They were original songs. There's no copyright thing. I don't, dude. No I don't squares. know. But what I'm telling you is, I'm about to show you the exact video. This is the Cryptor one. This is not. No. Can you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear it. I was not at this. Jerry, Mary, Andrew, what are you doing? Bobby here? Kato, We're here to sabotage your football team so they can not win tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you saw our face much. We're not gonna let that happen. <laughs> How are you? You're going to stop us. Stop us. <laughs> you dealing with the creature. We will destroy you. You will destroy <laughs> the smoke? Yeah, it's nice. But only we know that Jeremy would be a fucking killer as an adult. Coming right now. Pretty good, huh? They didn't delete that one. That way they kept that one. Um, anyways, uh, well, fuck, now I don't even care. Uh, that was I, pretty funny, right? Andrew was in it, too. The thing, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote the whole script for that, and I, I choreographed the entire fucking thing. Joe, why don't you live in L.A.? I just could ask you. Like, Because that's as good as I can do. That no, was it's it. not, Joe. You're the best <laughs> podcast director, host, editor that I think that the world needs right now. Just a heads up. Thanks, Hold man. On. You're good. Just saying, it. dude, you gotta you gotta it. make a move to L.A. or New York or something where you can do this because you ha- this is your thing. Thank you. But You've been doing this. I have a video of you on our drive where you're you're you're, ta- you're in the Hudson apartment in the basement doing a thing and making your own thing. This is what you do. This is it. Yeah, yeah. No, I used to do it when I was a kid too. No, no, this is what you do. You know this, right, Joe? Like this is this is what you do. This is your mm-hmm. thing. You know? My thing. I take rusty nails and make them shiny. That's fucking all I can do. 
you all you your got shit's way this. more uh, <laughs> useful than my shit. <laughs> no, it's not. I no, mean, it's not. In today's day, I do, dude. You kidding me? I can't do shit. I, th- th- that doesn't make me money. Nah, this can. Nah. You're, this being, can hu- be you're being humble, fucking... and I appreciate it. But I'm just telling you, dude. It's you not making care... money. My shit isn't making money either. At least your shit helps. No, your life. I know, but I can't carry a conversation like you. I can't do all these things. You have been. Thank you you directed that you whole definitely fucking Star Wars thing. You got this. Just telling you. This is your thing. Just a heads up. Thank you. I've known this since Thank day you. one. But you can also do that. Uh, so, Dom, what are you going to say? Please take me from this. Um, I, I, well, I had something I was going to say, and when we were watching that Hudson Catholic... Chapel, that was from like 2008, thing. 2007, 2008, and YouTube has not deleted it. and has like 10 I, views. Yeah, no, I'm done arguing about that. All right. I just, want to, I just wanted to put the nail in the coffin there, Cheech. <laughs> uh, I... Halfway through watching that paper, I was so focused on seeing who I could recognize from it, even though I'm hasn't kind of close before I was in high school. But I, two, yeah, I was still would... there for four years watching sporting events and sure, yeah, yeah, but it's hard. Like the so videos, I knew a you know? ton of people that. I mean, that must have been. I don't even know how they recorded it. Honestly, it must have been a phone. It must have been like the yeah. iPhone one or something like that. I have no um, idea how it was being recorded. I didn't record it. Halfway through watching that video, I looked up. Or no, I looked at the bottom of the screen, and I saw that it said Leroy Jenkins screen share. I looked at the top left, and it was still count. I was like, "Oh my god, we're recording us watching this." Oh yeah, to do with that's Idaho a good point. At all. <laughs> I'm so glad Dylan told me to record this anyway because now we have a recording of us sure. watching that. We so are that's 15 great. minutes into us trying to get back into it, but we started talking about you guys losing fighting videos to Chris Cormier overriding. This might Halo be our. You know what? Time. This is why we should always record, and I should just be, not be lazy. Yeah, dude. Out. Unfortunately, you're and the editor. You gotta just, just there's there's a lot of you good stuff. A, you gotta, you can leave a lot so of right because about. I just linked it fucking back to Idaho, and now we know where we're going again. Wow. Hey, welcome back, guys. Uh, it's the Dylan, Joe, and Dom Basement Podcast. I'm Dylan. This is Joe. That's Dom. I want to let you guys know that we're back in action after a hefty, hefty, hefty pee break. And Dominic has been taking <laughs> notes on a PBR box all the time. So, Dom, why don't you let it rip and let us know uh, what's on those boxes? Do, 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 do you want me to uh, present my notes to the people? 
because no, we uh, want to see him. Can we see this? It looks wow. like no, this. Let's, let's so the thing look. is, the, the best part about side, this is this looks like a a note this. that a homeless guy would write uh, at the corner of Target and Home Depot. And I have this little clamp here that keeps it in front of me. Um, yeah, so I don't have any paper at my house that hasn't already been used for stuff. So last week I had notes written on a paper plate, and this week I used uh, half of a PBR box, which means next week I still have another half that I can use. Well, we appreciate it. I think that for next episode, I think every episode you should try to figure out what you can write notes on, and we'll do a short segment every episode about what right, Dom yeah. wrote notes on. Today. And also, I think you can I write them on. You can literally write notes on anything you want. Right now, you've done paper is, plates. Uh, this is like recycling. I'm. You, this is serving two purposes. Yeah, you're, you're, it just makes sense. Uses. Most people just throw them out. How many of those pieces of cardboard were just discarded, absentmindedly, and not utilized twice as a piece of paper for a podcast? Egyptians would have killed for that papyrus, and I think we all agree on that. Yeah, and we're an open-minded podcast, so if you, like, anything you want, you have a car door that's extra, take notes sure. on it. If you have an extra dildo you're not using, take notes on that dildo. If you have... It's still a surface to write on. You're wasting it if you don't write on it. If you ripped up the asbestos floors in your, your house and right you don't know where to put shit. them, take notes on them, Dom. Yes, okay? write it down. So whatever you got... That that paper won't Every burn. episode, we want to see new notes. Asbestos, we would still have documents we'd never have again. Yeah, we want to All see. Lost we want to see new notes. Always. We want to see new notes. new notes. Is that so much to ask? We want to see new notes set in court. Exactly. And that's good for the Hudson people. They'll get that one. Anyways, Dom, continue, please. So, as we had mentioned during the Bunker Hill Mining Company riots, the federal troops were there for two years. So that right. brings us to 1901, when everything calmed down, like, fully. There weren't riots, but it was still, you know, martial law for two full years. It was the 20th century. It's 1901, and uh, Frank Studenberg, who was the governor at the time, he's the one that enacted the martial law. He mm -hmm. is now retired. He's no longer governor. One day, he's walking home. And he walks into his yard, and he opens up his gate, and he blows up. Who did he blow? Blows up? He blew up. Like, there was an explosion. Oh, he blew up. Triggered by his gate being opened, and it blew him up. Holy and he was shit. Nice. It's like a car bomb for a gate? Yeah. Like a Russian gate car bomb and thing. One, oh, come on. Give Ireland some credit. They're one, about to get really into this in the next 10 years. One Sorry, Easter B. Rising, which is going to happen about 12 years after this, <laughs> this Easter weekend, is when the IRA started going nuts. So, Sorry, go ahead, Tom. Just timely. Easter Rising. Uh, this guy, Harry Orchard, came up and admitted it was him. And he was a that former was fall, worker man. of the Bunker Hill Mining Company. And he was in jail for 46 years before he died. Forty-six years. Well, that's that's murder. It's, it's wait, four to six or forty-six. He was 46, in jail right? for forty-six years, and then he Nearly died. Fifty. He died in jail. He was he serving life, I imagine. I'm sure. He killed a man. Um, yeah. But ironically, why did he admit it though? He's trying to make a statement. Yeah, because they were still imagine mad. caring that much about your people union that were that still mad about it two it. years later. Well, I appreciate his unwavering hatred, but it's a weird reason to no. go to jail for life. Uh, but the ironic thing is the prison he was in 
their manual labor was mining sandstone. Oh my god. So now he has to mine forever, but for free this time. And they used the sandstone that the prisoners mined to expand the prison. That is some cold-blooded shit. <laughs> That's go- Dig your own grave, bitch. When That's I, cold-blooded I don't, stuff, I don't man. remember what the name of the That's prison psychologically was. psychologically torturous. But the prison started as a single-cell prison, and I, it, oh, fuck, it closed in like the 80s, I think. 1980s. And it was 80s and it, oh it or God. maybe it's still open i don't know but it's like the largest a prison in idaho now. yeah slave <laughs> labor does a lot been for building that. it for 150 years wow for free too and uh luckily all that um forced labor doesn't happen in prisons anymore in america so we don't have to worry about that anymore <laughs> that's that's wild shit though it's wild shit, and, and that Harry guy you mentioned, um, Harry Orchard, Harry Orchard, admitted to setting off the dynamite. He admitted, he admitted to being the guy who was a big part of this. He was the and, uh, so Michael Collins or the uh, the Trotsky of this whole thing, yeah, like the yeah. organizer. The exactly, instigator. that's a big deal. He's the Che so Guevara he's... of this mining incident. Yes, and uh, that's really something people need to be talking about. Uh, because, you know, 700 men were arrested. There's a bunch of shit going on. That's been and, uh, and as a result of this, so it was, it was a, it's kind of hard to identify what exactly happened, but the eight hour day was a big. Yeah, uh, a sticking point for the union. Byproduct of seven days. They wanted to work eight hours. Is that so yeah? Great? So the eight-hour day, five-day work week was a this this mining uh, ride and incident and company and unions, was a big part of figuring happened. out how to make the eight-hour five-day work week exactly. a thing because they were like, there's the incidents of the the collapse, mm-hmm. um, the problems, uh, all the stuff. And, Everyone, uh, I think now who argues about how unions are overpowered in terms of the teachers' union, the firefighters' union, whatever it is that they're mad about. If you work eight hours, I'm not saying you're a hypocrite, but the reason why you work eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, is because of unions. There's 0% chance of that happening otherwise. That's why it happened. Unionization of American workforce is why we have 40 hours a week, eight hours a day, and two week, two days off a week for you know recreation and life enhancement. Yep. That's why now, it is. Unions cause that to happen. It's a direct result. So everyone's like, fucking unions, they're all ordering all this money. Do you work 40 hours a week? Yeah. Do we get overtime beyond that? Yeah, because I work 60 hours for overtime. No, overtime was invented in the 40-hour week. It just was, if you worked, you worked. All what those else? hard-working people who are like, oh, I bust my ass for overtime and make, make my money. These unions fuck it up. It's like, that. that is what it is. You wouldn't have it otherwise. It's what yeah. You have to have power coming from somewhere. And if your negotiating power is zero, you're a slave owner. Then you don't have to negotiate for wages. If your negotiating power is zero times a bunch of guys now you're working towards something but otherwise yeah. it would not it, be right. possible but i have a question for the two of you and it's something that we talk about at work a lot and i my mind is always changing back and forth between it would you rather have five eight hour days or four ten hour days four ten hour days four, all day ten hour days yeah no question yeah. You get, you know, 
it there sucks is a, just a, a scale where more, that stops but... happening. Like I wouldn't want to have like three twenty hour days. Like there is a part where that it does crush down. Yeah, or even there uh, are it theories be where people but... there are theories where it's uh, you work fourteen days, then you get ten days off. I'm like, I would never that. do that. Not terrible. No, no, fuck that. And I, I, I know people that are like, no, that's pretty great, now. right? No, you just... Yeah, healthcare workers are like that. My sister and brother have that situation going on where they work 14 days straight and they yeah, have 14 exist. days off or something. But but the whole the whole um, fucking work 24 hours and then get a day off, it's, and then you don't have to work again until the next day, it's it's insane. It's not yeah. it's not like good for your I'm a very, 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 very big fan of alternative work schedules. Sure. Uh, I was first introduced to this when I worked. Um, I was 23. I started in real estate, and I worked weekends, but I had a I had Tuesday and Wednesday off, or th- or Monday and Wednesday. It was you know Monday and Wednesday. I got two days off, but it was kind of sporadic and random. Sure. And the reason being is is I I before that I came from a nine to five that was very very regimented, and very jolly Parton of you. Yeah, but but I would then I I don't like the rat race at all. Anything that reminds me of it makes me want to blow my head off. And I I found myself doing grocery shopping on the weekends when all the other people are there and there's a huge line. And I was just like doing the same thing. I go to work on Monday through Friday, groceries on the weekends, laundry on the weekends, you know all these other things. And I would just be in in lines. Cycle. Just in constant lines and cycles and news and traffic. Yeah, I got that. But um, so having Monday, it's having Tuesday and Wednesday to do grocery shopping at you know whatever time I want, eleven a.m. No one's there, so I was like, "Hey, this is kind of cool." Nice I go mountain biking on Tuesday at three o'clock p.m. and there's no one on the trails. So, like it was like it was pretty. I kind of liked that. I kind of got the the notion that I liked that life more than the having the weekends off for the rest of my life. I liked it for a bit too, but I, I cho- it was like a skirting. It. It's like kind of like flowering it up, being like, "Well, it sucks that I don't have any days off with my friends, but at least like on Monday when I go to the grocery store, I don't have to wait in line besides Mildred's in yeah. front of me, and you know the world's my oyster. I can do whatever I want. But at the same time, after year and year and year of that happening, you just want to be part of the fucking traffic. Not talking about like work stuff, but like I really your friends really are off. Me you want to be not off. being part of anyone who's my friend besides people I worked with for like three years in a row. I barely yeah. hang out with my actual friends. I hung out with work friends. No, I get that. Same days off. Well, that's a good point. I mean, especially if a spouse or whatever it is, and they have a normal thing, there's unlikely you both have the I same I don't know thing. how you can make that work. You can't make that years. work. It's like you I have, have to work have Saturday and Sunday, of... so we can't get tanked or we can't yeah. go on vacation. Or I don't know how go... you can make that work. Yeah, it's it's tough, but I liked the fact that every every bullshit I had to do, there was no lines. Yeah, I'm also a firm believer of on Monday through Friday – doing everything on a Tuesday after five because the day is already ruined anyway because you have to go to work. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like just, get, just like after work, add, add more pain to the pain in mm-hmm. all one Tuesday's a day of pain. You do Take shitty the pain things from later on in the week and transplant it to Tuesday. Get it all the way, get all the way. So on the weekends, you don't have to go to the grocery store. You don't have to. Yeah, I always get my yeah. groceries on Tuesday or Wednesday. That's a good mm-hmm. move. If you get it on the weekend, you're a fucking sucker. Yeah. On the weekend, that's right. You're a sucker because everyone's there, there all but day you long. don't have to. You can just leave work at five on yeah. Tuesday. As long as, as, long as it's store, not it up, suck the you don't have corporate any kids, dick. So you don't have to watch the kids. You can just suck. Yeah, it up. just it's suck the as dick. As long as it's not Monday, they're gonna have everything that they had on Saturday. Of course. 
Because that's obviously that's after right. Sunday, they're uh, fucking but we really wiped do out. Have to get they spend an entire day fucking getting the store back to how it is just for it to happen again four days later. Yeah, so Joe, you're right. Get Let's back get back. Uh, are we close to found thoughts? What are we doing here? Uh, we are, but I want to do a quick little list for you guys just because I love lists, and I thought we weren't having enough yeah, time Joe to pad it up. Of course we do. We always have enough time to pad it up. But I still want to do this list because I was interested. It's one of the things I think about we do the podcast to go, it's a good idea, Dom's idea about the, the Bunker Hill riots. I go, what else happened? I go, what is the biggest mine in the world? What are they? What are they mining for? What's the most dangerous mine? I started thinking of all these ideas in my head, and I had to look them up. So I'll run through them for you guys, and you know, take it as you will. But I thought it'd be interesting just to know what's the biggest mine can, uh, in the world. Because can we can we take some guesses at these while you're asking? Of it's in Africa. I highly encourage you guessing right. every single time you want to. So I'm 100 percent sure it's 10, in Africa, and I won't read out all the uh, the details. Dylan has a good guess; he might get half. Hold on. So what what is the kind, is just biggest? Biggest, the biggest mines in the world. The world. Start number ten. Number ten. And I'm not going to read the whole description. I'm just going to tell you where they are and what they're for. Number ten is not in Africa, though. That was, that was a great guess, though. Save that guess for later. Um, it's in Asia. All right, I'll give you. It's a hint. Definitely in Kazakhstan. It's a copper mine. That's a great, a great guess again. I, I, why don't I call? You, why don't I tell you the names of it? Well, are we guess guessing country? Are. We're guessing country. No, I think I should name you, I should name you where the mine is, and you can guess where they are. Cause that'd be okay. Better. Because this mine is called. Because you no hints is not fair. This, this number ten biggest mine in the world is called the Gold Strike Mine. Can okay, can is? we do this like Jeopardy, where me and Dom go ring, ring, ring? What is the? Yes. Yes. All right, absolutely. Dom. You have How to. You, buzz you have to go ring, 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 and then you go. Right. What is the butthole mine in Kazakhstan? All right, so I'll word it properly. So here oh. it is. This mine is the tenth largest mine in the world, and it's known as the Gold Strike Mine. What is Where the? Where is it located? Bing, 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 bing. What yeah. is the gold mine of Southern California? Great guess, but that's incorrect. Oh, fuck. So close. Dom, do you want to steal? Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, I'm going to steal us. You have to bing, bing, bing. You have to bing, bing, bing. Hold on. What are we doing? Are we and guessing what is? country? This is no, Jeopardy just style. Just guess where it is. Just guess where it is. And also, I can't wear Jeopardy because it's always going to be where is it. Uh, but I like Dylan's idea to keep going. Uh, uh, what is it? I, uh, Brazil. Where is it? Brazil. <laughs> Sorry, folks. That uh, correct no, answer, Dylan's the closest, so I'll give him the point. It was in Nevada. The gold strike wow. mine is in Nevada. 42 million ounces of gold have been pulled out of there since its construction. So, 10 pounds. The ninth largest mine in the world is called the Carajas Mine. Can we guess where it is? Bing, bing, bing. What is Brazil? Brazil. Let's look up the answer. You don't know? It is correct. No, I'm reading yes! it as we go. Dylan is right. Brazil, the Carajas mine is located in Brazil. All right, so I have one point. It's produced 8 billion tons of iron ore. I don't picture Brazil for iron, but that's a lot of fucking iron in there. Who knows, but I have one point. I'm close to winning. I regret Um, asking you to do this as a quiz. We are doing it as a quiz currently. Here's the next one. The eighth largest mine in the world is known as the Oyutolgoi mine. Where does that mine exist? 
Bing, 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 bing. What is Russia? Incorrect, but you're close. Dom. Oh, that fucked me up. You shouldn't have said that I was close. Now I have no idea. This should help you. Just do your original guess. I was going to say, what is Kenya? (laughs) No. It's probably Kazakhstan. Located in the South Gobi Desert, Mongolia. This mine ah. is considered an up-and-coming mine. Say the name of the mine It is the third largest again. copper mine on the planet. Copper mine. Say the name of the mine again. Oyutolgoy. Oh, okay. The goy is why yeah. it was... I was hearing African. It was, Russia no, was definitely just an Asian country. Okay, yeah. yeah, definitely it's an Asian. Different. All right, Joe, what's next? How about the seventh largest mine on the planet? Is called the El. Teniente mine, which translates to the lieutenant. Where is that located? Uh, bing, 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 bing. Uh, what is Mexico? Close. Fuck. Dom. Um, bing, 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 bing. Uh, Dom. What is uh fucking? What's that fucking country? Nicaragua. It's not Brazil. You're close. Nicaragua. Is that what you said? Yeah. Chile. Uh, I'm going to give you both half a point because you guessed the right no, continent. No, 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 no. No one gets points. No, I won't. Okay, I well, you're still tied. One to zero, or you it's 1.5 to point 0.5. It, it would have been 1.5 to point 0.5, so you're still tied. I think you should get credit because you guessed the right continent. I don't know. Number six, well, the hold on. No. Mine. Dylan said Mexico. That's North America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So then you both get zero then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say it's still one to zero. If so you said the right, Ernie? Right. Yeah, exactly. The Ernie mine? No, no, uh, M-I-R-N-Y. What is the sixth largest mine in the world called the... Okay, bing, 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 bang, Dylan. What is Poland? Incorrect, but close. And I think you should start letting Dom answer first so I can give you the hint to how close it is. Because I shouldn't say that, but I want it to be closer. To the guess. It's close. Is it my turn? Dumb, hooking you up, man. It is your turn because Dylan always goes to first. Uh, so right Germany. Up. No, that's the wrong. It's in Siberia, Russia, actually. And I have to wow. imagine it's probably a Every time you one. say it's close. Oh, yeah, it's like Severny Island. Yeah, okay. All right. And they produced 10 million carts of diamonds per year. So for whatever reason, that area is pretty nice for the diamonds. They like a good cart of diamonds. Okay. Uh, don't we all? What about Grassberg Mine, the fifth biggest mine in the world? Bing, bing, bing. Dom. Pennsylvania. That's a great guess, but it's actually not in Pennsylvania. I didn't go. Uh, bing, bing, bing. What is West Virginia? Oh. Oh, you didn't let me give you a hint. Let me give you a hint before you guess no, it. No, he already guessed Pennsylvania it. No, he is, already guessed no, it. Pennsylvania it's Austria. Is not, not even close to where it is. All right, it's Germany or Austria. <laughs> Okay, or Switzerland. It's in Papua, Indonesia. What the fuck? Ooh, <laughs> the yeah, I didn't get that mine, one. The largest gold mine in the world currently. Yeah, no. All right. Okay, cool. So it's still one to zero. Because you think you hear Grassberg and you're like, you're like, well, that can't be in um, Berg. Because, because Grassberg isn't a name. But then you forget a white guy bought it and he's yeah. running it. Oh, so yeah. Like go, Vietnam, oh, everything's okay, in French because it it's is. white dudes bought French Yeah, you think yeah, Bunker gotcha. Hill Mining Company was the name of the Native Americans who lived in Idaho at the time? Probably not. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> the, next, the next one's called the Karuna Mine, the fourth largest mine in the world. Karuna. Karuna? 
Karuna, starting with a K, ending with an Una. Mine. Can we guess where this is? It's a country. And if you get guess the continent, I'll give you a hint. Bing, bing, what is Asia? Dylan, Asia, incorrect. Fucking Bing, bing, bing. It's west of that. What is uh, Dom. Africa? Also incorrect. Fuck. I'll give you one more hint. It's produced one billion tons of iron ore, and it's quite chilly. Uh, um, what is Norway? Very close, Dylan. What's your guess? Well, so, close. Con- so, what is Europe? No, no, no. He just said Norway, and I said that's so close. I can't believe how close you are. Now get a guess. What is in. Don't Switzerland? Bitch. You suck. You're wrong. No, Sweden's the answer. No one gives a fuck. I was about to say Sweden, you motherfucker. <laughs> no, but you asked me like what continent I'm looking for. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not keeping up. No, no, you're not no, keeping up. I asked that so long ago. I'll give you a hint. <laughs> We're almost done. Number yeah, but no three. one guessed Europe. Yeah, because he, we didn't have to. I said a country in Europe. Dylan just get. Uh, Dom just guessed Norway, which is a pretty good guess. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Gotcha. All right. So, Dominic, do you have any points? Dominic. No, I don't. No, no. You right, said so still one, one nothing. nothing. Okay, cool. The Chikimata mine. Chiquita Maka mine. Bing, bing, bing. What is Mexico? Good guess. Uh, I'll give you a hint because it's the same continent. This Guatemala. Question, this country was answered earlier. Bing, as bing, the bing. answer. Nicaragua. Bing, bing, bing. You were wrong when you guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> it's still not Nicaragua. Fuck Chile. What big? What Chile? With Chile. Dylan is right. With Chile is the answer for two points. Yes. Fucking so smart, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. And here's the number two largest mine in the world, the Garzvela mine. Garzvela. Can you please spell that and use it in a sentence, please? I sure can. G-A-R-Z-W-E-I-L-E-R mine. I think it's pronounced this way, but I'm not sure. I can't believe my son's been living in my house for 20 years in the basement. He's a real Gazvela. Bing, bing, bing. Germany. Dominic. Correct. Dominic gets the point. Give it to you. That's good. That's good. Real real Dylan, human centipede. Dylan, you you really should have got that one, but I'm lucky you're in the lead. I know. Dom came first. I, was, you know, I, was, I even I pronounced thinking... it in a German accent, and then I read it where it was from Germany, and I was like, Joe, aren't you so smart? You actually get the right accent. Um... But actually, the number one largest mine in the world must be mentioned. It's the largest mine on the planet. We've yeah, done a lot of mines cool. today. And it's called the Bingham Canyon Mine. And I, and here's hit number one. I'm sure that's how it's pronounced. Bingham Canyon Mine. Uh, bing, bing, bing. Uh, what is the Democratic Republic of the Congo? Incorrect. Fuck. Dom? I have absolutely no idea. Guess a country. What is the United States? Correct. What? Tie game. The tie game. <laughs> that was the last question. The Bingham Canyon mine is located near Salt Lake City and is the largest copper mine in the world. I would have thought that would be Africa or Asia or something like that. The largest copper mine in the world is in Salt Lake City, Utah. The Bingham Canyon Mine. Is that where they found Mitt Romney? Massive. That's a good question. 
That's how he made all his money. We do have a sudden death question. Yep, we're um, ready. Where is the most dangerous mine in the world? Joe's asshole. Bing, bing, bing. Uh, besides Joe's asshole, like Dom said, uh, I would say that it's uh, from the movie uh, featured with Leonardo DiCaprio and Blood Diamond in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. That's a great guess. Do you want low sleeve or short sleeve? Blood Diamonds. Uh, that's a great guess. But as far as the deadliest in the world, it's located in Ukraine. The Zasyadko coal mine not only has average deaths per year higher than most mines in the world, it's also had multiple massive disasters, including a death of a, a suffocation of 95 men when part of the column collapsed. They keep digging down too far and the coal starts suffocating you. And they've, you, they've given up the use of the canary in the coal mine. So uh, that's the number one uh, deadliest mine of all time. And I have to do a sudden death now, so it has to be... I guess I have to do a, a coin flip kind of thing. I'll put it this way. We'll do uh, Price is Right rules. And not Price is Right rules if you go over. Just the closest to the pin, I'm going to ask you, how old is the oldest mine in human history? And if you guess the year that's closest, you win the entire game. I'll give you a hint. It's not within the... Any modern times, it's it's much older than that. The oldest. I have a guess. In history, whoever's closest. How, how old it is? Yeah, just just guess the year that it was built. The oldest mine in human history. Oh, year it was history built. of humanity. Fourteen thousand BC. I was gonna 14, say like BC is the first four thousand BC. Are those your final answers, or do you want to shift them? Yes, yeah, sir. Stay with that. Dylan is the winner. The oldest mine in human history is dated to 41,000 years ago. That's exactly what I said. Perfect. Dylan wins the mine quiz. Mine. Yes. Tile. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm good at this game. All right. Oh, I'm ready for final thoughts. All right. I, I, have to I have to come clean about something. Sure. I said 14,000. I know, but you were closer because he said four thousand. Yeah, and it was okay. All right, just checking. All right, all right. No, when you heard that, I was like, "That's not even close." But it's way closer than four thousand. I just want to make sure you didn't think I said forty-one thousand BC. No, I like, "Holy shit, this motherfucker knows his mind." Oh no, I would have lost my mind if you actually the year. Okay, all right. So I thanks for being honest. I should have said fourteen thousand and one BC if I were to play the game. You won. You won. Well, uh, I, I so got uh, before we go into final thoughts, I got some, just some quick Idaho facts, just to touch on the state itself, really quick. Um, so Idaho well, was. Let me just stop recording then. The what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead. Idaho was the forty-third United States and became a state in eighteen ninety. Um, so it, it right before this whole thing, the mine was active in like eighteen ninety. Eighteen eighty-four. It started. Yeah, so it wasn't it was even a goddamn state. Yeah. state uh, it, it, I remember correctly, it became a province in like eighteen, like sixty something. So it did not take like the mine was already there. Uh, hot, but um, so as of whatever the, the twenty twenty census, it is the fourteenth largest state by land area, but it's Fuck the thirteenth yeah. least populated state in the U.S. Really but it has the seventh densest population 
What? So even though there's so few people, that they're all in one spot. So there's a lot of open space in Idaho, though. Yeah. That's what you mean. Um, also, huh. uh, Idaho is where Napoleon Dynamite took place and was filmed. And you shouldn't Aaron Paul Uncle Rico. is from Idaho. Oh, I know that. And those are my You couldn't Idaho pay me a million dollars to tell you what the capital Idaho is right Boise. now. Boise. Boise. I would have got free that eventually if I saw it on the list. <laughs> but yeah, also potatoes. Yes, or Ida, yes. Oregon, Idaho. One of the greatest, potatoes. one of the greatest, you said or Idaho. One of the greatest marketing campaigns of all time. When I think of potatoes, I think of Idaho, not Ireland. It's true, Spain. and and yeah. potatoes and were not native to Ireland. Potato shortage in Idaho. Yet. Yes. <clears throat> well, that's all very thought. cool. Oh, also, speaking about BC, uh, there's evidence of humans living in Idaho Boston as College. far back as 14,500 BC. Wow. Oh, I completely agree with that 100%. I mean, the, the Druids were fucking here as fuck, and so were the Native Americans, so totally. They were here as fuck. Yeah. Direct quote. No question. From a Druid. We were here as fuck. <laughs> Dude, we're the same people. Our brains are identical <laughs> to the people that lived exactly forty-two thousand right. years ago in the same spot you and I are both sitting. Yeah. Same fucking brain. They had to be funny. Dylan's you know, exactly like right. of course. they weren't serious people. They were like, they Yo, weren't funny, farting we is funny hilarious. And just like when I three. ate yesterday, I ate two thousand eighteen mayonnaise with fish and shit my brains out. It's like you want to be sick. It's like you want to be <laughs> so, dude. No, so I didn't know, dude. It's so it's my you're mom's so fucking being sick, fridge, dude. So bad. But you it was it on Japanese aioli uh, spicy mayo that I didn't Disgusting. know was that old. Disgusting. And it had uh, immediately, wrong. immediately, it was an emergency. Of course, it was. Your body's rejecting the poison you're putting. In. An emergency, dude. Your, that means emergency. your gastro still works. God damn. Like, it was insane. I, I've yet to... I, I've had some bad times, and this was, like, unbelievable. Do you never Just, care you know. about how it's, the stuff is when you look at it? Because, I mean, I'm not a hypochondriac. Like, I'm sure you're much more concerned about, like, getting sick than I am. But, but I always look when I'm going to eat something. I mean, gross. too, but condiments fly slightly on the radar because they usually go quicker, so I figured this was just, like, a new thing. Yeah, and they're also usually they're in the cabinet. They're not in the fridge sometimes. So well, fuck around. I'm not an experimental person like my mom is. Like, she buys things like she thinks they're cool. I'm like, no, I buy ketchup, sriracha, Franks, and... Yeah, the standard. And, the yeah, the standard. standard. The OGs. I got Dijon, Papa Dijon, or whatever it's called. Dijon, D, D, um, uh, Poupon, Grey Poupon. Grey Poupon, yeah. Yep. That makes good barbecue sauce. Yeah, I got Dijon. I got regular mustard. I got the basics. I don't go for this like creative shit. Oh, dude, ready, ready, it's hold like, on. Oh, I'll try it out. Do you do you ever get molasses? Molasses? Because, like fucking oh, like original, like G molasses? molasses, like fucking the syrup, syrup shit mixture. Yes. Because do you know how to make barbecue sauce? It's a mixture of ketchup, mustard, and molasses. So if you just get molasses, yes. you can start making your own barbecue sauce because you're already buying ketchup and mustard. Yeah, right. it's the best you thing you fucking ever. Thoughts. My favorite, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite chicken uh, on the grill seasoning is just Dijon soy sauce and olive oil. That's my favorite I like chicken. Some olive oil. Yeah. My you favorite know, chicken jizz. I, I like have that shit. seventeen different hot sauces in my fridge right now. Yes, that's that's what you need. Constantly. No, that's uh, understandable. Understandable. 
And hot sauce does not go bad. Yes, it does. Yeah, now it does. It's going to take a while. Just so I can put a video of Andy saying hot sauce is the best. In the yes, because hot sauce is the best. Hot sauce no, doesn't go bad. Honey never the goes bad. the more Scoville you have, Salt it doesn't, doesn't go bad, go for bad. Like eight years. But hot sauce, yeah, the more Scoville units that it's measured it off of, the less things can live in it. So exactly. there is something to this. So but let's Dylan, get into final you know that, um, that most songbirds can't, that now I'm doing it, they can't uh, feel the, the effects of capsaicin, which is the main ingredient in a lot of peppers. So if, like, a, like a sparrow. That's why chickens can eat chili flakes to make their eggs taste better. Yeah, they they can't taste that that yeah. spice, but mammals can. They their tongues yeah. fucking. It's, it's a way to keep the squirrels spice. away from the bird seed. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and That's if you feed your enough. chickens chili flakes, they your eggs taste better. Um, also, because uh, they don't you give can a fuck. give them. You can put cinnamon and cayenne pepper into their food in the winter, exactly. and um, the cinnamon opens up their blood vessels to increase blood flow. And then nice. the cayenne pepper literally warms them up from the inside. Oh yeah, that yeah. And so it prevents nice. frostbite on their cones just by doing that. If only they awesome. had that in nature. They just crank out yeah. eggs out of their butt all day. Right. Spicy cool. eggs. Right in front of Deviled eggs. Right from the butt. So, final thoughts. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, Dylan, Joe, and Dom, Basin Podcast. Final thoughts. I'm going to go first. So my final thoughts <clears throat> are uh, I, I, I want to work in a mine for like a day just so I can get the, the – um, I really do. I want to see – Merman pop, merman. Exactly. Exactly. I want the Zoolander experience slightly um, and, uh, and I respect those guys. <clears throat> and this is a case where unionization is – probably a better thing because it's very very safety related um and all the bullshit that came about and made these guys want to blow up their guy's house and blow up the factory you know they're badasses you know the government the united states military came in the the national guard came in under one premise to protect property not to protect lives so that's what they're on paper designed to do, and that's fucking stupid. That was Fuck their that. job. They, they did their job. They said they're All destroying the property. We have to protect that property. Well, the fucking that's wife insurance. That's where the money comes in. The money didn't come. Like in insurance. Money. Fuck off. It's fine. You know. So um, that's my thoughts. Is that mining is a badass trade. Those guys are working their fucking asses off. Chefs and unions watching all these guys because corporations will eat them alive if they let them. That's all. Absolutely. Dom, do you want to go next? Uh, yeah. I'm going to start off by saying this is the first time that I was like, hey, we should do this. And it was like, okay, we're doing it this week. Every time I suggested something, it's always been on, but it's always been like, you know, takes a couple of weeks to do, or, you know, it's, it's one of the top tens. This is his final thoughts, Dylan. He wants to say how he's glad we actually used one of his ideas yep. once. You, you kidding me? It's a great and, idea. And uh, it's a great fucking story that everyone enjoyed. Do you want, do you want me to enjoyed. wipe your ass for you, too? I, I, what the hell is this? I thought it's it was final so thoughts, funny. bitch. How, can I? You know what? You know what? 
I'm just joking around, man. I will of course, strike it, was a, you. it was a great idea. Do you want to get strike? I will strike you. I, right I don't. I, I had to give you shit because it was too cute for a second. But no, I think it was an awesome idea, and it made for one of our best episodes ever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is this Andrew's your best episode? episode Andrew didn't even know what you're going to do it about. That's not awesome. I was supposed to talk here. That's a good point, Joe. Okay. All right. Dead air. I make the best ideas. I, it made so much sense. Obviously, you were not going to not do this. It's the best episode we've ever done. Um, but no, I still can't believe how interesting the story came out of Idaho about a fucking act of terrorism by American citizens. And uh, I've never even heard of this in my life. It never gets spread out? Yeah. I, oh, I do want to give a shout out shit. to... I found out about this. From watching an episode of Aerial America on Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Love Aerial when America. <laughs> fucking MFA. And now we just that did a fucking rules, like, three hour podcast on so it. So pretty. Yeah. We're uh, the which, first two. I checked Spotify. There isn't shit on this, so this is good. For, yeah, I couldn't find a lot of information with it. No wonder Andrew found more because he actually looked. I was like, what the hell? There's no podcast. I looked. There wasn't thing. anything. Yeah. There's no which, YouTube uh, videos. Also, I have to look at. Nope, uh, not one YouTube bases. video, not even I, one. I will say, I will end my final thoughts with a shameless unpaid plug. Aerial America, the YouTube channel, has every episode on YouTube for free. That's good stuff. Go so watch it. It's awesome. Can't it's wait to show my three-year-old niece Aerial America for the first time. Blow her mind. Yep. Yeah, well, once you're 18, you get to watch Areola America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, hers will be a really fun 18 seconds till she gets distracted, but it'll be cool. So You have to hold her up and go... <laughs> <laughs> She'll like that. It'll be she fun. Like I'll, I'll have play. a great time. Cool. Yeah, you'll both have fun. Uh, yeah, my final thoughts go... I mean, I have to agree with Dylan there. I appreciated um, having Andrew on the podcast, especially because to see that, that, like, that pushback against what unions are because obviously you hear all the stories about unions how they're bad and shit like this and obviously this is a hundred year old plus story but i thought it was interesting the way we presented it as it's a union issue you can see the positions of these people there and their labor and how they're dying from negligence like dylan said it's a safety issue but it really would be labeled so much differently now it would be a homeland terrorist attack it would be a massive it'd be like timothy mcveigh or waco or some shit it'd be like there are Americans that are like causing trouble because they want to get paid more because they're lazy and they want to unionize. They want to just sit at home with their kids and get paid. And they're, they're lazy people. And the people who own this mine who are true Americans, the ones that contribute to society and provide wealth and jobs, they have to be demeaned by these lazy shitheads who don't want to work. And I hear the same fucking tale today. We have the internet. We have history and people are still like people are fucking lazy they want to get in unions they want to get vacations they don't want to work they want to get paid for nothing but i can't agree more with the fact that this is why you have shit like this the unions are the reason why if it was up to the capitalists at hand i'm not saying capitalism is a bad thing because obviously it's granted us what we have now but if it's unfettered that's what it is it's it's the gilded age we're coming up on the next 20 years after this mining incident is people are buying mansions in Newport, Rhode Island that are still maintained. Imagine your family home from that time being like, yeah, that's still, obviously. It's huge. It's unfettered capitalism. It's ultimate power. It's a power grab. It's fucked up. So as much as unions have to stick their line in the sand and hold back 
and say, this guy can't turn a wrench today. And it's fucked up and it's lame. But I get it because you can't give them an inch because they'll take everything. It's been proven. It still happens now. We're having the same argument now. I think it's wild that the story even happened. And this is a time in America where we decided to either go, do we want to lean in to the corporate ownership that ran this country, that made this country rich? Let's not forget. Without those kind of guys, this country wouldn't be a rich, powerful nation it is now. But also, more so, maybe even doubly so, you wouldn't even have close to that without all the workers that were involved in making that machine move in one way or the other. So, obviously, you can look at the beacons of industry, the Jeff Bezos, the Carnegies, and go, look at that. This is what we need, more of this guy. But you forget about the swarms of people who can't take a piss because their clock and bathroom breaks only five minutes long at Amazon. Or you get paid 30% less in the mine you're dying at in Utah or Idaho or California at the time. I don't think that history is really that different. We're still there now. Yeah, well, you can say it the same as Harry S. Truman said in the movie Pearl Harbor from 2001. We're building refrigerators (laughs) while they're building bombs. You know? Couldn't have said it myself. That's my final thoughts. Oh, hold on. Just, just Harry S. Like he wasn't president in 1941. He was just still a senator, or something, or vice president. And he was, he was making vice a president. He was vice president. Why is he making a statement about the war? Because he, he knows president. more about refrigerators than you. Just <laughs> my only guess. Yeah, I can't argue with just that. Just don't forget, everyone out there who thinks they're going to be a billionaire one day, you're not going to be. So stop taking their side. They're not on your side. They're the fucking mine owners, and you're the workers. Yeah, fuck, lazy, fuck them all. They I, don't give a shit about you, and you Dom care about good them the whole their time. trick. Yeah, they don't care. You, sh- you should They're... probably donate to a millionaire's uh, judicial trial to make sure he can pay for it. You know, you're a powerful guy. Exactly, and don't forget guy. to tip your landlord. They can barely afford Mountain Dew, and they're donating $5 to the Patreon of the former president who needs to go to trial. Help him out. Send your money. It's like a mega yeah. church. Oh, Donald Trump's going to jail. He's raised $20 million. Like, why you are you sending him money? You have three kids that can't go to college, and you're paying the former president's legal fees. Like, he didn't have yeah, a lawyer. Like, that, his lawyer went to jail dumb? already. Like, what is this going to do? Do, do not let Dom, the Dom, let... Dom, you should always be red. Sorry. This is a good look for you, dude. Oh, thank you. Sorry, I'm going off my tangent now. Sorry, Dylan. We it's all good. That's it. So, guys, that's the... Love you guys. That's the episode. That was episode 77. We'll see you guys next week for 78 with Dom and Joe. And and, uh, start start getting excited about episode 80. Because you know what we do every 10 episodes. It could be trains. But we don't know yet. No, we already have. We already have. We'll tell you after. We'll do the trains in between. Okay, we'll figure it out. Stay tuned. Well, we love you guys. We'll see you guys next week for episode 77. 78. Taberino. Topster. Topster. Toby. Big dog. There, look at a good boy. He's right wow, in the frame. What a good boy. He knows what's up. <laughs> On the bright side, while I was looking for headphones, I did find Oh, well, that's nice. That's always that. <laughs> good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Dude, him and Nicole were going ape. Oh, they're you're a Tito's, fucking they're animal. They're doing this. During the trivia, it was fucking hilarious. The host was like, good God, these people go hard. <laughs> Dom picks a mining company story from Idaho, and meanwhile, Andrew's like, yeah, my dad worked at the hotel there. Ernest Hemingway blew his brains out. <laughs> like, Holy shit, that's great. Good. Grover, send Red Rover, Red Rover, send Grover Imagine right when, over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine there was like, a time when Grover was the name of the president and it yeah. wasn't funny. Uh, yeah, uh, the president who <laughs> That's just thinking. on the lights of the Chicago World Fair in 1893. Yeah, that Grover Cleveland. Yeah, that was the same one as the World's Fair. Exactly. Yes, I mean, ever since Sesame Street came out, you can't name your kids Grover ever again. It's over. Yeah. It's over, so Grover. Like the... Basically, you're just a slave, but you have money moving around, so you feel like you're not a slave. Yeah, but what a fuck fest. I mean, imagine you decide to call out of work because you fucking feel <laughs> like it. It's like the Olympic village where we're just fucking all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mining village. No, but imagine so much more smells and hair. call out of work. Uh, every time it hits it and like a little piece breaks off, you guys, guys go, oh! <laughs> I, sounds I can't awesome. believe you saw that, Tom. That's fucking amazing. It was Frank Sternberg. No. That's, that's such a good that's name a, for a train jacker. A, yeah, Frank, no, Frank so, Sternberg. Well, so first of all, they have like the train engineer hostage. No, it is who I'm thinking of because it's Andrew saying that this is at that time in Frank Stunenberg. It's uh, claims it is, but he claimed to have light lit the <laughs> no, dynamite. No, he did not. Yes. He's a liar. Fuck. This country was answered earlier. Bing, bing, bing. Nicaragua. Bing, 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 you were wrong when you guessed that. It's <laughs> <laughs> still not Nicaragua? Fuck, Chile. What, bing, what's Chile? Harry Dylan's Orchard is on pause. all the blue words on Wikipedia, and he's like, is this something? <laughs> hey, if you control F hard labor, it'll tell you what guy it was. <laughs> 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 Dylan controls hard I can't, labor. I can't control F right now, I'm sorry. I control F hard labor, dude. The only thing you can say to him at that point that would redeem yourself joke, is that folks. you see him, you make eye contact, and you see his nips are a little bit hard, and, and you, you tell jerk him, him off under a table at a bar. You said, you say, you say, <laughs> "Hey, boss, headlights are on." Then you leave. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it did come before Major League Baseball. I know that. Yeah. So maybe the bullpen the came first before that bullpen too. I, I think that Dylan's on to something here. I think the bullpen came in first, and they named this the bullpen. True. Like the whole like, and then they named the, the pitchers where, the bullpen. where bulls go in it, and it's a. Pen. I think that yeah, I think that might have been where it started. Probably yeah, where but, that started. And then yes. it moved to version two, which would be this right. one, and then version yeah, and then three version three would be is where your pitchers yeah. uh, warm yep. up. Yeah, definitely. That, yes, I am the Simon Cowell of manufacturing. I don't think <laughs> Because you're hot. <laughs> and That's you're cold-blooded. What is the United States? Correct. What? Tie game. It's a tie game. I <laughs> ate, yesterday I ate 2018 mayonnaise with fish and shit my brains out. It's like you want to be sick. It's like you want to be <laughs> so, Dude, no, so I didn't know. Dude, I didn't. It's my so mom's fucking fridge, dude. It's so but bad. It was it Japanese aioli uh, spicy mayo that I didn't know was that old. We're still there now, Yeah, well, you but... can say it the same as Harry S. Truman said in the movie Pearl Harbor from 2001. We're building refrigerators. <laughs>
while they're building bombs. You know? Couldn't say okay, that myself. But... That's my final thoughts. <laughs>